Hollywood Trash has brought you my Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well for the pump and into the house. And if you have storm damage, uh, you should call Aqua Pump uh, 24-7 in an emergency, right? Yes, call them in uh, Stafford Springs. There you go. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Oh, my God. This Jimmy Kimmel, Aaron Rodgers thing is really, uh, I don't know if I'm really even interested in it. I'm not uh, paying much attention. Bunch of two douchebags going back and forth with each other. Aaron Rodgers says he never called Jimmy Kimmel a pedophile, and technically he's right. Remember Rodgers had said that Kimmel was one of several people hoping that a Jeffrey Epstein list wouldn't come out, and that led a lot of people to believe that he was implying that Kimmel would be on it, which is fair. Mm -hmm. But yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, uh, he gave his side of the story. He noted that back in the COVID days, Kimmel mocked him for saying stuff that turned out to be true. He also mocked Aaron for claiming some kind of Epstein client list even existed. So Aaron claims the reason Jimmy would hope there's no Epstein list is because that would mean he'd been proven wrong twice by a, quote, soft-brained junior college wacko. Huh. He added that he does not think Jimmy is a pedophile, unquote. I wish him the best. I don't give a crap about what he says about me. But you did enough to come out and do this. Yeah, so, so what's the point of even saying in the first place? Yeah, this whole... I'm just sick of all these people. This is... Uh, you know, if it, weren't for the, if it weren't for the Kardashians, uh, you'd have to wonder, you know, what, what's, what are we getting involved with these discussions for? I don't know. Look at all the people that did come out on that list. And a lot of them are not even talking about. And, but why? Why not? Why wouldn't you say, why was Stephen Hawking on the Jeffrey Epstein jet? Because too many people are saying, no, not Oprah. You don't think anybody's going, no, not Hawking. I think they're more concerned about Oprah. How does that work? I don't even... Stephen Hawking thing. It, it makes you wonder. It does make you wonder. Uh, no, Selena Gomez was not gossiping about Timothy Chamolet or his girlfriend Kylie Jenner at the Golden Globes. Well, thank God. I can't believe any of you people thought that. She commented on an E! News post about the viral moment with Taylor Swift and Kaylee Sperry, Miles Teller's wife. Selena said, quote, No, I told Taylor about my two friends who hooked up. Not that that's anyone's business. So the case is closed. Timothy also uh, commented on the situation when he was followed by TMZ. He said he and Selena are cool, and there isn't any beef between Selena and Kylie. Well, thank God for that. Not yet, if you know what I'm saying. There'll be a beef between them later on tonight. Are you suggesting that it's uh, that you be providing the beef? That Timothy Chemillet oh, will, uh, will be I got providing you. the beef. He's the lucky guy. You know? And I, I agree with you. You got her. Uh, Elon Musk pretty much fell flat on his face in his latest attempt to be cool. Yesterday, he posted a hype video for X featuring a goofy computer animated panther and got roasted on his own social media platform. Some of the responses he got was, Elon has the same taste as a teenage Call of Duty YouTuber circa 2015. Ten-year-old's YouTube gaming channel intro from 2012. The bowling alley TVs when you get a strike. (laughs) He paid $44 billion for this? Because he can, that's why. Well, that's the thing. It's like he doesn't care that he loses money. He does not. He clearly, clearly does not. He's making it other ways. Yeah, he's the he's a, a diverse investor. And you know what? So what if he spends all his money? America loves a good downfall story. We sure do. I could, I could dance at his grave all day long. 
51-year-old Carmen Electra filed to legally change her name to Carmen Electra. Her birth name is actually uh, Tara Lee Patrick. It's unclear why she's doing this now, considering she's always been known as Carmen. Um, and yep. why is she doing it now, since no one's talking about Carmen Electra? Now they are, though. In a fleeting way. Yeah. No one's spending a lot of time thinking, gee, I wonder what happened to Carmen Electra. I did. I've been asking that question every day, and now I know the answer to it. Every day since when? Uh, since the day that Baywatch went off the air. Wasn't she on Baywatch? I don't know if she was on Baywatch or not. I, uh, I really lost interest in Baywatch after the first six seasons. Maybe she wasn't on Baywatch. I think that was just Pam Anderson. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I've been praying ever since, and God finally answered my prayers and says, I will make Carmen Electra part of the news tomorrow. And he did. <laughs> And all was right with the world. A trailer dropped yesterday for Peacock's <laughs> P. Couple, trailer. Couple to Thruple, a new dating show where couples decide whether or not to add a third member to the relationship. Let's not kid ourselves. While the show probably touts itself as a social experiment or a journey, we all know it's just an excuse to watch a trios of uh, about every configuration hop into bed together. Why do I have uh, the early premature thought that it is probably all a bad idea it's probably a bad idea but it does promise quote the three times the fun the feelings and drama so it's got that going for it couple to thruple hits peacock <laughs> peacock it's on uh, february 8th so i'm gonna right. find something else to do i think out of oh there's a, oh and they have a diverse lineup of people it's a mix of uh of people of color and, mm-hmm. and white people and uh, there's obviously gay and lesbian couples. Thruples cross all boundaries, yeah. all lines. Yeah, there's no uh, discri- there's no discrimination in uh, in in the devil's triangle. Yeah, I know. I don't I don't know anybody that is currently in a thruple, but I've also heard uh, no situation that when which that worked out real well. Yeah, I've I've. I've heard of uh, some people I know being involved in that, and uh, that doesn't appeal to me at all. At all. At all? No. Suppose you fall asleep, they got uh, each other to talk to. Listen, if it's like two hot chicks that I'll never ever have to see again, yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> but if it's somebody you got to be around, it's all those awkward moments you got to have. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, how was your day today? I'm good. How was your day today? Pretty good. How was your day today? I don't know. Pretty good. How was your day today? And that's all you do. and that's all you do. And you talk about your day. And how was your day? It's a man-made prison with Uh, one extra. Kelsey Grammer isn't really leaning on either Cheers or the original Frasier for the new revival, but he does want to bring back a major character, Diane. On the Kelly Clarkson slow, he said he'd like to show he'd like to bring back Shelley Long. To put something to bed and end up with a nice thing between them. Yeah. Shelley Long is like, I am so far removed from your stupid story. <laughs> Listen, none of you liked me when we worked together the last time. Yeah, remember you you, you pushed me out and brought in Kirstie Alley? And then I came back for the finale? Yeah, and how'd that work out? And Kim Kardashian says divorce should be uh, as easy as going online, paying a fee, and just ripping the Band-Aid off. <laughs> well, she would know. Right. Uh, she must have something to say. Yes, yeah, she did. She said, oh, my God, the last time I ripped a Band-Aid off was when Ray J slammed the vertical bacon sandwich and stuck the sword in the axe wound in that sex tape you can purchase on Newport for thirty nine ninety five. Let's see somebody try to remove that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Kaylin? 
Well, I never got that done dirty with her mother, Chris Kim, but I once had her milk the gooseberry. I released the gentleman's <laughs> syrup and pulled the Pakistani dash. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I used a convenience rag to wipe up the disaster of the Ichabod crane. <laughs> there was pieces of pumpkin everywhere. <laughs> That's how they came up with the term jack-o'-lantern. I bet. And that's I your bet. Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! com slash credit. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, here's an interesting development for you. Yesterday, the Tennessee Titans fired head coach Mike Vrabel for having the audacity of not winning games for a mediocre football organization, despite being selected as the NFL Coach of the Year just a few short years ago. Today, Mike Vrabel is out of a job because his now former team stinks. And after six years on the job, and with a record of 54 wins and 45 losses, Mike Vrabel is now available to any team in the NFL who either has a coaching vac- uh, vacancy or has not yet decided on creating one. Now, I'm sure you remember Mike Vrabel, the big six foot four linebacker out of the Ohio State University who won three exciting Super Bowl championships during the eight seasons that he played in Foxborough under Bill Belichick. And I'm sure you might remember that he was just elected into the New England Patriot Hall of Fame just a few weeks ago. That's the Mike Vrabel that I'm talking about. Well, anyway, he's available, and I'm quite certain he'll be unemployed for no more than a hot second, as he would clearly be a good fit for any number of teams who might be considering making significant coaching changes during the offseason, if not sooner. Not to name names or point fingers at any storied organizations that might come to mind, but I can certainly think of at least one or two teams that could potentially be a good fit. Now, I'm sure there'll be some of you who might wonder if by chance the New England Patriots would be a consideration for Mike Vrabel's highly respected coaching abilities. And the answer to that question is simply this. The Patriots already have a head coach. Moreover, they currently have a head coach who's under contract. Of course, Mike Brabel had a contract, too, and that didn't seem to do him any good. But I suppose if, by chance, the Patriots were considering a sudden change in direction, then Mike Brabel might be on the very short list to replace arguably the greatest head coach in NFL history. I certainly wouldn't want to be the next guy hired, but I have no qualifications for that sort of thing. Mike Brabel, on the other hand, is rather familiar with the place, and oh, yeah. He's also the former NFL Coach of the Year, who would be replacing a guy who's won that award three different times. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, at uh, at Ludlow, at the Rockies there, you go talk to AJ, that guy will tell you everything you need to know about power tools. A real power tool expert at the Ludlow Rockies. Good people like AJ and rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613 and Skinner with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy this morning and then eventually tapering off to uh, sunshine this afternoon with a high of 47. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It is uh, 47 right now in downtown Springfield. A uh, very exciting announcement is coming up uh, later on this morning when Marty Caproni gets here. I don't know what time he's coming. He's kind of strolling in when he damn well feels like it, but uh, apparently he's got something big to announce. He's the Jack Hanna of, uh, of the Bax and Nagel show. Yeah, when you feel like you got cancellations that there's yeah. nobody else to bring in, you bring in Marty. Or, uh, you know, when we're not uh, doing it with the comedy chops, we hire a comedian to come in here and take care of things because we're at that level. <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm going to, let's have a little class in the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. Matter of fact, I'm wearing my uh, Steve Nagel University, uh, Nagel University shirt today. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about the etiquette of group texting. Okay. I cannot stand being part of a group text. I don't care who it is, whether you be your family or what. Uh, there's always somebody who has to ruin it for the rest of the people. So last week, uh, my kid is in this after-school program, right? Okay. And the woman who's leading that after-school program includes us all on a text message. All to, parents. To give us updates on, like, what time the bus is leaving, what time the bus is going to get there, you know, that kind of thing. Useful, pertinent information, right? Yes. This isn't to open up a conversation with other people just because you know them on the group text. Right. There's 20 people on this group text. Oh, boy. 20 parents. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they send out the information, and fine. Okay, thank you. That that was very helpful. I appreciate that. And then all the other people start doing this thing because not everybody has iMessage. Right. So when somebody likes the message, if you have iMessage and you, you know how you, you can hold the message down and put the thumbs up or the love or whatever yeah. you want to put to it, well, then... All of a sudden, at least 15 of these people are doing that. So the the text string just becomes this line of, this number liked this message. This number liked this message. Right. And it just goes on and on and on and on. And you're getting a million notifications yeah. over the day. And then, you know, last week, last week I woke up and I had a missed call from one of the other parents at like midnight. Right at midnight. Yeah, a missed call, and and I and I texted her, and and I know them pretty well, and I said, I'm guessing you didn't mean to do that at midnight, and she goes, No, it's because of that group text that came through. <laughs> like my name must pop up, like like their names pop up first in the group text when somebody else likes the thing. Okay, it'll say you know what uh, whatever their name is. And and that's where it becomes confusing. And so what happened to her was she got up, she sees this thing, accidentally pushes my name, and then my my number gets called. But that's because somebody at eleven thirty at night liked the message. What? Why? What? What are you doing at eleven thirty at night that you feel the need to like the message? I mean, are you are you are, are they doing that to acknowledge that they've gotten the message? Maybe. I mean, is anything in that message likable? 
No, I mean it's it's like it, it's like instructions of like what they're gonna do with the kids. Like this is our game plan. We're gonna pick them up at point A and we're gonna drop them off at point B. This is the time, right? So then everybody seems to want to chime in on that. Now, yesterday there was a a, a message from the group leader who said, hey, uh, there's this online form I need everybody to fill out. If you haven't done so already, please do so. And includes the link to the thing. And then people, all of a sudden, I sent mine in last week. Didn't you not get it? And and I I was like, did you read the instructions? (laughs) It says, if you didn't fill it out, please fill it out. It's a survey. It's something that's going to help them make this operation a hell of a lot smoother. Right. Well, you know, it's like anything else. It's like if you get to like a – here's a perfectly good example. Let's say we were going to give away a prize to the 10th caller at 293-1021, which, by the way, we are not. We're not doing anything right now. We're not doing now. anything right now. We're not giving away anything until tomorrow. Uh, but let's say, hypothetically, we were to give away something right now to the 10th caller at 293-1021. There will be people calling, not even hearing that I said don't call, and there'll be people calling, not realizing why they're calling or what they could win. And there'll be people calling an hour later going, is that contest still going on? Did you, am I the 10th caller two and a half hours after you asked for it? Uh, people just don't pay that kind of attention. Mm-hmm. So they, they they get the information they want, and they either act on it or don't. But the problem with a, uh, with a group text is, is you don't, if it's just informational, if the, the originator yeah. of, the, of the group text is just giving you information, you don't really have to respond to the whole group. You can respond right. to, to the, the person indi- who yes. initiated Thank the, the conversation. Thank you, Bax. You're I welcome. appreciate that. And this is what some, what a lot of these folks need to understand. I think maybe that they're excited that they're a part of some group that is yeah. accepting them for the short period of time that we're going to be doing this. But you know what? But on top of that, what also pisses me off is people don't realize that there may be people in that group text mm-hmm. that are not in my contacts. Yeah. So I don't know who the hell these and, people are. And that's the thing. I'll show you this right now. There's, out of the 20 on here, there's one, two, three, four people that I know, and everybody else's number is just a number. It's just a number. And I don't need, you know, maybe we all should start wearing name tags. We should start putting name tags on everybody. Worst ideas I've ever heard. Hey, listen, when you become part of a group text, I want you to reply with your name so I know what idiot to call out when I say, why are you doing this? Yeah, I I don't need to have everybody's contact, but if I I don't have it, I don't know who you're talking to. I don't know who you are. So So that's why I think you need to respond only to the originator of the text. Only to the originator, and then... Uh, we don't need to have personal conversation. Here's a list of etiquette. that uh, This is all part of the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. Group texting etiquette. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Don't start a conversation at night. That was the uh, the first rule passed along. That's actually and that's good. What the, and that's what that person did. That's it, actually good. Starting a conversation includes liking a message at 1130 at night. Number two, don't only talk to one person. You know the moment when the group conversation turns into just two people and then they're be- be- battling back and forth? What you just said. Yeah. Text the person that you're talking to. Don't include it on the group message. I don't care what 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 item you're bringing to the bake sale this weekend. <laughs> I'm not involved in it. I'm Because I don't know you, I'm not sure which kid I'm supposed to avoid because they've got a yeah. nut allergy. Uh, this one says text people who know each other. Well, I mean, 
we know each other because we're part of this group of parents. It's really that kind of doesn't apply. Stay on the subject. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't like when people start to, you know, you know, you know, dishing out their own agenda. Don't rush the conversation. Actually, I'm okay with that. You yeah. can rush this in, and get and this out. over with. As, as, but announce if you are leaving the conversation. No, you don't have to do that. No. In, in fact, once you get the information, yeah. I usually just leave automatically. Yeah. and Because uh, if it's new information, start up another one. Allow the conversation to have an end. Yes. When that proctor uh, puts that last message out, that's it. There's no more questions. If you have any questions, message her directly. Yes. In fact, you should even say that. If you have any questions, please message me directly. Keep your phone on silent. Now, here's the other thing with this. I want to keep my phone on silent. But the problem is, out of all the 10 bullshiznit messages that come through, right. there's at least one of them that's pertinent to the, the pickup and, and, and whereabouts of where my child is. So I have to keep the notifications on. I can silence it, but I still have to get the notifications to make sure that I'm seeing all the messages. Case is an emergency. Yes. Yeah, of course. This is ridiculous. Why do I have to uh, explain this to a bunch of people who are clearly over the age of 30, we, 35? We've had cell phones for 25, 30 years yeah. already. You would think that we would uh, we would, uh, we would, would know you, better you, than this. This should have been the thing we perfected. And we failed as a society. We should be ashamed of ourselves. I'm being held hostage in a group text message. Please help me. <laughs> Listen, nobody likes a conference call. No one likes a Zoom no. call with a bunch of people. Nobody likes a group text. No one likes a group text. And unless you all get iMessage, I don't want to talk to any of you. You know what, they, you know what should be an option? What? And I'm surprised the cell phone companies haven't done this. Uh, rather than have a group text... Have like a uh, like a texting blast, so it goes out to individual people, but not in a group. I like that idea. You know, so you just put down like you know, like the 10, 15 people that you gotta you gotta give information to, but you're only sending it to that particular person and not to a bunch of people. You know what I should do on this group text? Tell everybody to go online to the Valley Advocate and vote for Bax and Nagel. Yes. Or DJ Mango from WMUA. DJ Mango. WMUA. He's the, he's the guy that, I'm supporting. They, you know what? Might as well utilize these people. <laughs> it's 623 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Northeast Men's Health, a prometic restorative health practice. It's 626 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Marty Caproni will be here in uh, probably about 10 minutes or so. Hey, this is exciting news. Remember yesterday we were talking about the uh, Best of the Valley Advocate uh, yeah. 2024 Best of Ballot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, a couple additions uh, have been uh, entered in. Ooh. Uh, let's see here. Uh, DJ okay. Mango? I'm going for DJ Mango. Uh, yeah, DJ Mango is in there, but also uh, Father John Gatsik uh, has been added. Uh, I don't know who uh, Father Gatsik is, but uh, apparently he's on the radio. All right. And then uh, also uh, the Bax and Nagel Show. Um, one of the other uh, top podcasters. Oh, podcasters! Yes, right. and one of the uh, new uh, additions into the podcast podcast category is Baxi's musical podcast. We got to win something. I would this. like to win at least something without pandering Maybe. to the uh, to the masses about you know, how you all have to vote for me because I'm more special than anybody else on that list. You know what? I've never come in number one on any of those lists. Only. 
No, you won a, uh, a Reader's Rave Award. A Reader Rave Award, but th- I'm talking about the Valley Advocate. I've never, I've only come in second place for like mobile DJing, yeah. which I don't even do anymore, but my name's still on the list for that too. Well, you know, it's an honor just to be nominated. Is it? Is it? <sighs> I just want to be nah, on the, I, really. I just want to be on the cover of the Valley Advocate. That was, that's my whole dream. My whole life, my whole life's work rests upon being on the cover of the Valley, the best of the Valley Advocate. Yeah. Well, you were on the cover of Mass yeah. Live and the Republican a couple of times. Hey, listen, these guys want somebody to read that paper, put us on the cover of it. Somebody might actually pick it up. That's right. Yeah. We're instant circulation. You know what? That used to be. I remember picking that thing up every week to, to you know, as a young man going out uh, trying to look for entertainment. Right. That was the place to go. Trying to, to look for personals. You know, yeah. look for uh, you know certain opportunities. See, they got to they got to revamp their uh, their thing and and get you know figure out like a social media presence that would you know kind of mimic the same thing as what they do as yes. opposed to just having a website. I agree. You know. Would you like to uh, to laugh? Sure, Steve. All? That Are would be sure? great. Yeah, right. why not? It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. <laughs> a married couple became famous for not having an argument in 25 years. Really? Yeah, local newspaper editors gathered at the occasion to find out the secret to their happy 25-year marriage. And the editor said, uh, sir, it's amazing, uh, impossible. How is this possible? And then the husband began recalling the honeymoon days. After our honeymoon, we began horseback riding on different horses. I was lucky enough to have a gentle, kind-spirited horse. My wife, on the other hand, wasn't so fortunate. She had a crazy horse. As she was riding the horse, the horse began to jump wildly and she fell off. My wife patted the horse on the back and saying, this is your first time. Then she jumped back on, and we continued riding for a while. The horse started acting wildly again, causing my wife to fall off once again. She didn't lose her cool. She patted the horse again, saying, this is your second time. Once again, she hopped off. Uh, she hopped on again, and the horse wildly uh, bucked her off, and she fell right to the ground. My wife pulls out a revolver and shoots the horse dead. <laughs> okay. My jaw fell to the ground. I said, what the hell are you doing? You just shot the horse. What's wrong with you? I asked her. Shocked and bewildered. She looked at me, and she goes, this is your first time. Ah, is it? Ah, yeah. So she's going to shoot him, too, if yeah. he gets out of line. That's why there's no arguments there. There you go. No arguments. <laughs> ah, that was just, that was too long. Vaccine. language. Riverside Inclusive ofrece servicio de traducción y acceso a clase de inglés si en inglés no es tu primer idioma. If this sounds like the kind of career you've been looking for, contact Riverside at 413-527-2711. That's 413-527-2711. Or email your resume to info at rsi.org. It's just about 6.33 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. is local radio icon Steve Nagel. All right. Thanks, Bax. It's a mess out there this morning. Uh, lots of uh, flash flooding going on because the storm drains are clogged up from all the ice that fell the other day. And uh, ipso fatso, here we are. We're, we're in a big, giant, wet mess right now. You know, during my very, very lengthy 6.5-mile commute to work uh, this morning, I found absolutely no problems whatsoever. It's as if, uh, it's, it's if uh, Hamden uh, to, uh, to East Longmeadow uh, was like, 
it, it was like uh, like hardwood floors. What? It was so perfect. See the difference between where you live and where I live. Did did you get any snow yesterday? Or was it just rain? Just rain. Okay, so then we started getting that sleet. Oh, no, around- no, I, I take that back. We had a little bit of sleet when I was leaving work yesterday. Yeah, it was it was probably about maybe a quarter of an inch of, uh, of sleet, which leaves a nice thin candy-coated shell on your car. Much like an M&M. Right, but there's no nougat inside my van. Well, there's in mine. Really? You have nougat in there? Like my to- business. Ooh, I think Baxi's got the nougat over there. I think he wants some of that, huh? He wants some of that? I happen to be a big fan of the nougat. Well, either way, uh, just be careful out there because there's like a chance for hydroplaning uh, across the water. I was down on Homestead Avenue coming in this morning. That was like a lake. It's always in that one. There's like that that guy, whoever's house that is that it happens in front of, that guy, that must suck to be that guy. No, I bet. Uh, to be out there. So just be careful getting there. You know, just uh, just uh, out of uh, just a little tip for people mm-hmm. who are driving in these kinds of uh, potentially flooded conditions. Just the tip. Yeah, right. Let yeah. me just hit you with just the tip. Um, when you think your car can make it over a big puddle, Keep in mind, you don't ever really know for sure how deep that puddle can be. Yeah, just keep your be. foot on the gas. You'll no, be fine. that is not true. You can actually cause terrible damage to your vehicle. If you stop, that's when the water gets no, into the you, system. You, <laughs> if you just keep flying across it. Actually, you can cause lots of damage to your vehicle just by attempting to oh, pass through it. Who, not who, about stopping. Who are you? What are you, uh, Consumer Reports now? Listen, I've talked to Mike Quincy enough times to know it's not a good idea to just go blasting through puddles See, like that. Mike Quincy drives like the Knight Rider car, like the thing's got like propellers on the back in case you in case of a water emergency. Right. So he has no, he has no, uh, he doesn't worry about any of that stuff. The car says, "Hello, Michael. Where would you like to go today?" That's, that's right. Yeah, it's the same voice. It's the guy from uh, from Saint Elsewhere. On uh, on the <laughs> that's how I remember people. I don't remember yeah. names of actors. Oh, he was the guy on uh, Saint Elsewhere, and then he he was the teacher on that Boy Meets World show. Right. Yeah. He also played uh, John Adams in the musical comedy 1776. Oh, look at that! Yeah. I didn't even know. I oh, didn't I, even know. That. I'm taking you way back. How about I love that movie. That, that was a great musical, by the way. Yes, he played uh, he played John Adams. Yeah, John Adams. I like that guy. He really had something going for him back then. He sure did. He really had it going on. Springfield Mayor Dom Dom says he's not satisfied with the cleanup after this weekend's storm. Why does this look like uh, Pablo Escobar's coffee table around here? Doesn't Dom Dom have the ability to use his uh, gigantic fire breath to melt all the uh, the ice and snow in front of him? Oh, I told you, it's like uh, that guy on uh, the Superman, the the three people that were stuck in the uh, the mirror thing. Like, yeah, General Zod. General Zod, but then there was that big guy that never talked. Who is, yes, who is that one? He was the the guy on the right. That guy, and then there was the chick. She was the lady on the left. Yes, but uh, Dom Dom is like the guy that doesn't speak and then just uses his eyes to melt all the snow around him. I'm surprised he didn't pull that move out. So I was going to suggest that he's a fire-breathing elected official. Yeah. I. Uh, well, we need more of those. <laughs> yeah, we do. It, well, as opposed to the poo-throwing politicians we normally have, we need more fire-breathing politicians. Uh, yeah, could you uh, hit the button uh, oh, yeah, 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 right yeah, there? Yeah, 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 you just the let him in. Uh, 
Yeah, there you go. All right, good. All right, yeah, uh, go. and he's in. All okay, right, very go. good. Marty Caproni joining us in a matter of minutes. So in a statement to uh, 22 News, uh, Dom Dom apologized, which is a very rare occasion. I don't typically apologize because there's nothing for me to apologize for. Yeah, right. Except, even though this was a difficult uh, duration storm, we must and will do better. I have met with DPW Chris Signoli on post-review and clarification on our continued storm cleanup efforts. This is unacceptable. I call them up the plow. They don't show up. What the hell is going on in there? Ooh, fa with the snow plows. I'm pretty sure they show up at uh, Mayor Dom Dom's house right away. In fact, he may be the first house plowed. The uh, Well, I'm sure that they probably... Don't they take precedence over the, uh, the high-ranking believe... politicians in this? <laughs> I believe the mayoral mansion in Forest Park is cleared out right away. Uh, the poor snow removal was due in part to unusual conditions. The snow was heavy and wet and accumulated more than a foot, making snow removal more difficult. Uh, it also lasted a lot longer than expected. During the day on Sunday, an additional four inches or more fell on top of the snow overnight. But the biggest problem was the lack of plows and drivers. Last winter, the city hired 135 independent contractors, and Steve Beam, uh, deputy director for the uh, public's uh, work department, said the the city only owns about 20 pieces of snow removal equipment. Can you imagine that? Yeah. For all those streets in town? Yeah, it says a vestige of the days when the state-appointed finance control board was in charge. Mm. Uh, this means that the uh, city is heavily reliant on private contractors to uh, plow streets. I feel like there's a like a heavy breathing going on in this room. And uh, yeah. he- breathing heavily this morning yeah. is uh, Marty Caproni. <laughs> wow. Oh, hey, look at you, hey, Marty. I can't, You're like uh, lurking in the shadows over there. Like <sighs> I can't help my lack of cardio. I'm, one of us isn't on a Peloton every morning. Well, you Steve. got you got to get on it with me. If I, you know, if I got a Peloton, I would be heavy breathing just watching, uh, you know. Well, here my, here's my question for you. If you had a Peloton, yeah, where exactly would you put the ashtray? That's a good point. That's a good well, there is a little spot that you could make. Is there a, a drink clamp. holder for my scotch? <laughs> oh, there's there's right. there's three drink holders on this thing. <laughs> three, two in the front, and then one behind you on the seat in, in case, case you, you want to be doing one of those like reach behind. You want to reach around, guy. You want to be uh, a reach around on the Peloton? Yeah, it sounded like maybe there's yeah. a one in the back in case you have two people on, like a tandem. Is there a tandem Peloton? Oh, yeah, dude. Because we could do that together, Steve. We I, I could dri- both I, ride the Peloton I, together. I ride around on the Peloton and pick up chicks left and right. <laughs> yeah. but unfortunately, the chicks are in the screen. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're cruising all around my living room. <laughs> Check it out. I'd like to also hook it up to my house for energy if I could, you know? You know what? I wish I could do that because mm-hmm. I'm on the thing so much that uh, I could probably generate a couple of Yeah, you're wasting calories. You're, you're wasting calories yeah. out there for no yeah. good reason. Uh, all right. We'll we'll get to you in a second. I just I want to finish talking about this snowplow thing. We only own twenty pieces of snowplow removal equipment, and four of them are shovels. Yeah, and typically <laughs> the city needs one hundred and forty to one hundred and sixty plow drivers. This year it was only able to find one hundred and five. Then during the storm, only eighty eight showed up. What? So these contracts should be null and void then if you don't show up for work. If you were promised a contract with the city, you're one of the uh, 15. Well, my question would be, why would these guys not be showing up? I mean, are they getting, I assume they're getting paid, right? 
I mean, I if, would imagine. The only so. thing, would, the only, if if I had a plow on my on my truck, and I would never do that because <laughs> I would never want the responsibility of clearing off someone's driveway. But if I did, if I was one of the independent guys and I chose to not show up, the only thing that would prevent me from not showing up was not getting paid. Not getting paid. The city has increased the amount it pays drivers, advertised heavily for drivers, and developed a system where the companies and drivers are paid within a week. The problem is there's simply a shortage of people who can or want to plow. There's a high turnover rate for drivers. Roughly 20% of drivers come back year after year. Some leave, others stay, he said. People just don't seem to want to do it. Why, if they know that, why wouldn't they hire 150 plow drivers? It's a good question. Uh, yeah, I'm There get- may not be 150 people out there that want to cause that much damage to their truck. Far be it for me to get in the way of big government with my crazy private enterprise thinking, but if you know that a certain percentage aren't going to show up, why wouldn't you hire, why wouldn't you hire more? Uh, there's some uh, inside info here. Okay. Uh, they didn't show up most likely because uh, procurement procurement did not send back their contracts, so you'd be showing up plowing a job without an official contract signed. Yeah, well, so I wouldn't do needs, that either. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't they do that? Well, you have a whole host of problems without that, too. If you don't have a legal contract and you're out there plowing, I would imagine to think if you sideswipe someone's mailbox or a car or whatever else, that's going to be a long, difficult conversation with your insurance company when they're like, right. Did you uh, do that? You're like, nah, I was kind of plowing on goodwill, handshake. Yeah, I was just doing yeah. it for the fun of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I'd... recreational <laughs> plowing. Then your then your uh, your insurance policy is also going to be on goodwill too. Right. Right. Um, but you know the the truth is, that if you go back and look at all the storms that Springfield's you know had to you know clear in the last say dozen years, uh, you know there's always there's always parts of the city that don't get cleared right away, and there's yeah. always parts of the city that people complain about, like. You know, certain streets don't get plowed. A lot of private ways don't get don't get plowed until the very end. Yep. Yeah, but if you're not procuring the contracts, then you don't have the manpower to do it. That's what they're saying here. Yeah, is what, that- what I'm saying is it, it's probably an, a number of different factors. That's a big one. I think, you know, if there's a procurement, uh, and that's so hard that's, for me to say. It's a hard uh, word to say. Not just, not just physically, Pro- but emotionally. Procurement. <laughs> yeah, procurement. I mean, uh, but procurement? you know, I mean, that's a that's a big thing. But I think there's probably some other uh, other aspects of this too that we may not even know. Oh, I, I would bet one of the other challenges. Uh, first of all, if you're a plow driver out there who did show up for work, thank you because that's a that's a thankless job. You're you're out there working sometimes 16 hours in a row, piling down Dunkin' coffee. And, you know, all people care about is that you plot them in their driveway and that's what we all talk about. But that is not an easy job to do. Right. But the other thing I think you have is because of the way that the climate has been over the last five years or 10 years, there's not steady work in plowing where it used to be guaranteed. If you were plowing, you were going to have storms all winter long. It's going to be a good year. Right. And, and, And it just as every winter goes by, there's less and less storms which probably makes you less and less likely to invest in a plow truck. Yeah. Less and less likely to rearrange your personal schedule or your work schedule so that you can plow. You know what I mean? Because it's not it's not steady income. So the only way to increase that if and I mean I'm a self-professed idiot. What do I know? But is to either A increase compensation or B increase the reach of the people that you reach mm-hmm. out to to mm-hmm. see if they want to plow. 
right, well, enough of that getting plowed. Let's well, talk about getting plastered uh, after we take a break and uh, come back. Fair enough. All right. All right. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy this morning and then clearing this afternoon with a high of 49. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 6.53. And the Doobie Brothers with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Hey, gonna be a wet one out there. <laughs> Hope you got your gear losses on, because it's gonna be wet, 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 wild. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know why I'm doing that. I don't know why I mean, you're doing that either. That's the throaty, uh, the throaty uh, wacky, wild morning mm- show. Morning uh, Zoo Radio. Wacky oh, 102, right. yeah, yeah. Zing, zing, zoom. It's going to be a high of 49 today, but lots of rain out there, so get your umbrella. What's, what's your favorite hot dog story? Yeah. What do you do put you, on it? Do you like ketchup on your hot dog? That's that's literally, like, you know, when I was touring more, you have to go do the radios every morning and all, all the different markets. That's literally what it's like. They'll be sitting there talking to you. No, that's cool, Marty. Yeah, that's, that's great. All right, hang on. We're going to come back for break. Oh! All right, everybody, how's it going out there? It looks like it's 23, it's sunny. And you're like, why are you talking like that? Yeah. You know, the, the guy I uh, I learned from, actually, in fact, we were just talking about him the other day. Uh, the guy that used to work here, yeah. and, I, and he was my boss over at the other radio station. And right. He, he would, like, you know, be in this really bad mood. And yeah, he'd, like, yeah. swear a lot. And yeah. then when the weather came on, you'd hear that weather jingle, and then he'd be like, Mostly sunny skies today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, coming well, out tomorrow, what? thunder boom booms. Watch uh, out. Jesus. So yeah, here, yeah. here's the thing. He learned that from here. From from us. Yeah. Because it was one day, uh, everybody downstairs was in a really foul, foul yeah. mood. And there yeah. may have been some uh, harsh words exchanged between uh, okay. certain members of uh of the radio staff. I was probably 50% of that at the time. <laughs> and uh, amongst the argumentation, uh, it was time to go back on the air. Microphones go up. And it was like, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. That's uh, <laughs> the romantics. And it's like, and that would like, you, you would never know that yeah. uh, there were nearly fists uh, thrown. My, my favorite was when I graduated college, my brother's friend Fred had worked at uh, Channel 40. And he was like, "Why don't if you're thinking about TV broadcast, why don't you come over here and sit in on the newscast?" Mm-hmm. He's so I I sat in on the sports desk, so I was just outside the the camera shot, and and Dave Madsen's reading the news, and Dave's like the Tom Brokaw of our area too. He's like one right. of these legendary broadcasters, very good at what he does. And it was sweeps week, so the pressure's on in TV and sweeps week. That's when you want everything right and everything else. And he brings, they bring up a story. It's like one thing, and then the graphic behind him's another thing, and then the prompter glitches, and then another story comes up the wrong way. And you could see him. He's like, "All right, uh, we'll be back after these messages." It goes to break, and he's like. Listen, you bleep, get your bleep together, you bleep, 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 bleep. He's saying the words, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Dave oh, Madsen yeah. swears. You know, and so, he's like, I've, I've told this story. Many, so many years ago, I worked at a, uh, at a TV station in Providence. Yeah. And I was uh, – so my job was what was known as the floor director. It's not nearly as uh, sexy as it sounds, but <laughs> part of my job was to take the, the news script during the, yeah. like the newscast and put it all together so that it could go underneath this – 
teleprompter and they, it was basically it was a camera affixed yes. to like a bracket correct and, the old ones yeah and the script would be on a conveyor belt yep and it would just pass over the over the uh you know by the camera and it would show up in the front of of the of the actual camera the tv camera for the, the for the anchor to read so it was always my job to prepare the script a lot of tape a lot of uh, grease pencils whatever but what i used to do and steve you'll back me up in this i happen to have a, a pretty uh a pretty good hand when it comes to yeah. you know illustrating a uh, thing, you know, drawing yeah. and stuff like that. I got a little bit of an artistic flair yeah. to me. And what I used to do is uh, during uh, the news stories on the script is I would draw pictures of penises and boobs <laughs> and, and buttholes and all kinds of stuff. And as and and the the anchor was like one of these guys, totally unflappable. He would yeah. not react at all. And I would try to get him every single time, and he would bust up. After the ca- after the cameras were off, and he said, "Sonny Baxendale, you did it again," and it was like it was great every single yeah, time. Yeah. I wish I still had those scripts you because know, they I, were yeah, artistic I, I wish masterpieces. I, I wish I still had some of the old uh, things I had from my first radio yeah. job because I have a there was a there was a, a piece where uh, remember Dick McDonough? I sure do. Hey, buddy. Hi, buddy. And, and he'd have this he'd have this voice of silk, and he'd be like. And he'd be like Oh yes, why don't you give me a call? It was a nine to five, no repeat work day. You know, he was, just, <laughs> he was just a smooth guy. He was a very popular DJ back in the '60s at WDRC. This guy, and, okay. he, and he just had this. Is that voice. the big D? Yeah, and it was just this. this, this <laughs> no, that's what I used to draw the news. <laughs> he just, he just. No, that's what they all got when they got fired from there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but but he had that voice that that velvet voice and he was just uh, it was kind of captivating very captivating but uh, but I would listen to him try to do commercials like record commercials off the air <laughs> and he was trying to do one and this is going back like 20 20 something years ago he was trying to do one for fly by night furniture yeah, up yeah. in northampton <laughs> and he keeps messing it up and he's like god damn it who, who calls their business fly by night anyway? What kind of moron does that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe a very successful businessman yeah, yeah, for 35 exactly. years. And this guy who's like so nice and so kind and so warm on the air is dropping F bomb after. <laughs> Mother F <laughs> I can't get this right. <laughs> I wish I still had those tapes. I used to I used to do some of the copy for a different radio station back in the day when I sold ads and yeah. I that sometimes you just get a script and you couldn't get it right. You yeah. just be like, I, I can't get it right. And you would do that. You freak out, lose your mind. That happened all the time. Marty's got a big announcement big coming announcement up next coming hour. Up. Big and one. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. It's 659 at Rock 102. Live in Max's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people. Rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, with the recent hubbub surrounding the Patriots and the College Football National Championship, I hardly got around to talking about the third biggest story in sports this week, and that is this. After 27 years of a fruitful partnership with Nike, Tiger Woods decided it was time to start seeing other shoes. Oh, sure, things were great when they first started seeing each other. Tiger needed new shirts. Nike would give him some. When Tiger needed a new pair of shoes, he could count on Nike to be there. Today, they have moved on. Tiger is wearing different shoes, and Nike has started seeing different feet. Now, let's look at this breakup objectively. For all intents and purposes, this was Tiger's longest-lasting relationship. When Tiger was arrested for DUI after crashing his car at the end of his driveway, Nike stood by his side. When Tiger was accused of having dozens upon dozens of extramarital affairs with a 
countless array of lady friends, it was Nike who stood by him. When Tiger rolled over his vehicle five years later, severely injuring both legs, who was there to support him? It was Nike. It was Nike and their largely uncomfortable shoes who stepped up and said, There, there, Tiger. We'll be here to pick up the pieces of your broken life and your broken legs. And they did. Now, more importantly, it wasn't just that Nike stood by the guy during these very public scandals, painful injuries, and expensive surgical procedures. Over 27 years, Tiger earned more than a half billion dollars from that endorsement. And now he's off dancing with a new pair of shoes. Lately has been a pair of tempting foot joys. Tomorrow could be nude balance. Who knows? Whatever he decides, it'll be his business. After all, at 48 years old, he's almost at the age where he can only wear shoes with the Velcro straps and the orthopedic inserts. Sure, Nike was all sassy and tempting during the early days of their courtship, but now they're just another shoe company that no longer seems to be a good fit. And in my mind, that's kind of a shame because they always seem to be such a happy pair. I guess you'd never know. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. When you have a cordless drill driver impact driver uh, set, you're able to leap tall buildings in a single bound or at least have enough power to build almost anything. Go to Rocky, save 50 to $60 on an impact driver set, DeWalt or Craftsman with your Ace Rewards card. Only at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock, Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 712. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And Marty Caproni is here yes, in the studio. It's, yes. It's uh, going to be wet this morning and then uh, clearing this afternoon with a high of 47. There is some flash flooding out there, so be careful for that. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Now, uh, you uh, posted last night on the social medias that I, you were here to make a major announcement. I uh, and did. I th- and I thought... Uh, would it be an announcement that there's a uh, Thursday night comedy show <laughs> with a dinner involved? Uh, you know, that is part of it. But this is an actual announcement. This is actually not me just uh, losing All right, fine. Mind. Get to it. Let's get it. All right. Okay. All right. We'll get to it. Listen, uh, we this Thursday show happening per usual, uh, $20 in advance, 25 at the door. Uh, all you got to do is either message to reserve or to Venmo. But the twist is, fellas... We've got a new location. What? Shut the a front new door. Location? Yeah. Get Where out of is, town. Where's the new location? Well, uh, you know, uh, we wish the folks at View Street uh, well. Um, we've simply kind of uh, outgrown what we're doing there, uh, and we have partnered up with the shortstop uh, in, uh, on Route 20. In All right. Good choice. Yeah, good choice. That's a good choice right there, and it's closer to my house. It's, it is close. Which means I can, a, I can be there more that often. That was an instrumental uh, part of the decision. Yeah, in fact, that was the deal breaker right there. <laughs> yeah. I tried the to make get, or break thing. I tried to get Rock 102 to move their building uh, to at least Westfield. <laughs> the, Bax, the Bax was so opposed to that. He's like, I'm not ruining this six-minute commute. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem in Westfield, uh, if you had moved it the wrong place, you then you'd have to deal with the trucks doing the detour. Fortunately uh, for us... We're on the other side of town. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just thought of something. Yeah. A, a, a great uh, a great hook, great uh, tagline What's for future that? commercial endeavors. So that's why you were laughing in Westfield. Ah, <laughs> oh, you know you're going to piss that guy off. That's ah, okay. Yeah. Well, no, we're excited because we have a we have the built-in base of all these listeners and all these people, the regulars that have come out to every show on Thursday. Mm-hmm. There are some people in Chickabee where they're going to be like, "Ah, you know, it's now I got to drive 10 or 15 minutes, but it's still going to be worth it." The experience is going to be better. We're going to have table service for all shows. Wow. Uh, which is huge. And one of the other big deciding factors that we're going to do is 
now on the weekends, we're going to be able to have shows more regularly. We're going to try to be booking shows all the time, and we're going to be able to do two show nights. Whereas before with View Street, uh, if they had a band downstairs or dueling pianos or whatever, we would just have the one show. Now we'll be able to do two shows. Oh, good. So excited. Ex- really, really excited. Nabil and his family, uh, awesome people. Steve and I actually did a show. Um, was it, for, it was for Rick's Place, right? We did two shows. Yep, we it, did two shows there back in April. Uh, yep. We sold that out within less than three days Yeah, when we put up the uh, the announcement because it's a convenient location. That's the best yeah. piece. So now if you live in Aguam, West Springfield, Westfield, and you've always been like, ah, do I want to drive all the way to Chickabee and drive through the neighborhood and try to find a place or whatever? Now you don't have that. You it's right on Route 20. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you know minutes from downtown Springfield too, so it's it's uh, centrally located. And uh, I mean, in, be, in between shows, you could go to the Walmart. Yeah, think about you, that. Yeah, there's you could go to the other end of the building and hit in the batting cages. Even you know, I mean, there's a lot. It's actually right near the Walmart too. Is it yeah. go- golf, batting cages, and comedy? What more could you ask? Well, for? they have a restaurant, and a bar too. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it's got, it covers all the bases. They have great food, uh, so there will be there will be dinner tonight. Um, but what I need from the listeners uh, is show I need up. them to show up. Yeah, like and if it's not it's not tonight. It's tomorrow. Yes, I'm yeah, sorry, it's yeah. tomorrow. So, yeah. uh, but I need people to show up show out i need him to to pack that place uh, i gotta tell you you know the thing about the westfield is actually a, a good thing for for you is there's a lot of people in that town that listen to this show and, and, and westfield. Our, yes but and westfield. particularly westfield that's always been a, a a good spot for us oh good mm-hmm. yeah absolutely well yeah i mean i'm really excited about that as far as demographically i think there's there's a lot of people there that uh they have money to spend on entertainment they want to come out uh, and it's gonna be it's can, gonna be great. Can we mention some of the names that you have coming up, like on the weekend? Yeah, we absolutely All can. Right, go for it. So uh, you know, uh, I, the one that Nagel got so excited about. Yeah, this is like you know, I don't I don't really get starstruck too often, but when he dropped this name, uh, go ahead. Yeah. So yeah. I'm telling Nagel, I go listen. I've got four week weekends on the books right now that you know I'm talking to Nabil about because we're gonna have them there. And they're all up for sale now on the website, by the way. Uh, the first one I mentioned was Kurt Metzger. Yes! Kurt Metzger. So Didn't he play third base for the uh, the Toronto Blue Jays back in the uh, 78? Uh, I don't think I don't think that's oh, the same Kurt Say a different Metzger? Metzger? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, but Kurt is a brilliant, uh, he's a brilliant, brilliant comic. He was the head writer on the Amy Schumer show and a bunch of other stuff. He's absolutely fantastic. So we got Kurt Metzger. Uh, Rich Voss, who's Voss is a good one. Voss is a real good get, uh, legendary guy, super duper funny. We have Jim Florentine for uh, wow for all of yeah. you who are Crank Yankers fans or uh, remember uh, him all the time on in New York. Uh, he, yeah. he was on Stern and and Opie and Anthony and all that. But uh, Florentine is a is another one um, that's coming. Uh, trying to think who else who else do we have, Steve? Uh, you gave me a bunch of them yesterday. Yeah, there's there was four of them. There was four of them that I gave. Oh, uh, the other one is uh, Louis J. Gomez. For uh, younger listeners that are big podcast people, he's part of the Legion of Skanks. He's uh, best friends with Dave Smith and uh, and Big J. Okerson. They have a podcast. Oh, together. very cool. So Legion of Skanks, what a great name! It's a great name. Yeah, I like uh, that. And you know when they when they invented it, we were all like we were all, we were all like, what is 
what is a legion of skanks? And they all got the tattoo of the logo on their arms, and we were like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> but it turned out they were right, because now they, they are the owners of the biggest comedy festival in the, in the country now. They, they, it's called Skank Fest. <laughs> they do one in New York, one in Vegas. Um, so that, that one I'm, I will probably sell out as well. And the third one will now be in Westfield. Yeah. Well, uh, yes. But, <laughs> but, you know, the cool thing is now um, you got a, you got an easy, centrally located uh, place to come to a show. They have great food. The, I mean, Nabil and his, his, it's a family business too. You know what I mean? Nabil and his wife, they're active. His kids are active in the business. Uh, the food's great. The drinks are great. The service is absolutely fantastic. It's a dedicated space uh, in the in the back. So you when you walk in, you have a restaurant and a bar, and then uh, you go past the reception desk, and wow. there's a back room dedicated for comedy. This is great. This is yeah. great news. This is really great. It's good news. to see some uh, some growth. I'm uh, yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm, the other thing I'm excited about is. Uh, even though we keep the loft name, it is uh, it is now uh, ground floor. So you know, if the Hawkman's listening and he's always been like, I want to come out to a show. Yeah, but you know what? That's always a good. Uh you can't change the branding on it. You got to keep yeah. it at the same name, and and people will understand that. Yeah, eventually, because there's you know what there's always going to be that's a good coffee table uh, or coffee talk kind yeah. of thing. Hey, why well, how come this place called a loft and it's on the ground floor of an old garage? <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. Loft. The listeners have been so great too. I mean, honestly, I've, I keep saying it every week. We have the shows. Nagel knows he comes out to the Thursday shows. Every week they they keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up, keep coming back, keep coming back. So uh, we've branded it with the listeners. So why why change a good thing that's working is the way we're looking at it, you know. And now we got a little bit more space. We got a, a little bit more chairs in there. And the other thing that I think people are going to be really excited about is that we have actual uh, table service. So during the show, you know, we'll still have the buffet dinner or whatever, but during the show. Um, and this is just for Thursdays, you know, obviously on the weekends, that's a great thing. You can go there for a comedy show and you can actually order your food and eat dinner there or eat dinner in the restaurant before the show or after the show. Um, but on Thursdays, when you come to the show, you don't have to get up from your table. You can just sit right at your table and they'll come right around and give you drinks, wow. which this is, is going to be great. This is very cool. And, yeah. and and the fact you'll be able to do more shows during the weekend, I think, is a, a, a big step up. Because then all of a sudden now you can get better, you know, better, That's bigger names, better comics. Better things. I mean, you look at those four names that I'm talking about and they are all heavy hitters in comedy that that honestly – you wouldn't just see us getting here in Western Mass. That's it, awesome. Yeah, so it's we're excited. We're excited to work with Nabil. Excited to work with the shortstop and the staff there. So uh, can't can't wait for for this Thursday night. And it's close to Nagel's house, so who knows? Yeah, Maybe yeah, we'll yeah. it's only twenty minutes away. Yeah. I can uh, I can make it there now. It's a little bit more inconvenient for me, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm yeah. not uh, going to harbor any bitterness towards you at all. Well, because well, you've been over there so many times in the last year. <laughs> well, no, Bex Bex showed up for uh, the Mark Norman. Oh, no, Mark Norman. One. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and about the other nights, all the other twenty dollars comedy nights. I that was we had. I was preparing uh, myself uh, for that. I yeah. never I never saw you once come out and support uh, me uh, for for the headlining uh, spots that I had over there. Well, I've I've seen your act. <laughs> <laughs> all right, don't ruin it for everybody. Yeah. Come on. Hey, Nagel did great that night. He he, he did great. <laughs> Well, I had all my friends there. Yeah. <laughs> he just didn't. I just didn't have me. That's that's we just, uh, that's we all. Just, we just clap because we. He needs to know he's good. That's not true. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not true. That's that's the other thing, man, is every week we've been doing these shows, these Thursday shows, and every week I ask, 
you know, how many people is this your first time here? How many people is this? And every week it's 60, 70% of the audience. They're like coming through and it's the regulars and then these new people coming in. So I'm excited if you live in Westfield, Agawam, uh, West Springfield, and you've been like, ah, I wanted to get over there. I wanted to see a show, whatever. Now you have a much more convenient place to come see it. So uh, you have no excuse. And then for our regulars, if it's a 10-minute extra drive, I promise you it's going to be worth it for the experience. And for those of you who don't uh, know where it is, it's 99 Springfield Road in Westfield, uh, the shortstop bar and grill. Yeah, which awesome. is Route 20. Uh, Route 20. Just over the West Springfield line on your way into Westfield where the where the Walmart is right there. It's uh, it's right there. So Excellent. that's why you were laughing in Westfield. Ah, yeah, 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 I'm yeah, telling yeah, you, yeah, I'm yeah. on to something on this. You're looking at you, taglines. You're like an old ad guy. It's 723 at Rock 102. This just in. Eyes. Dr. Nancy Balin, the Balin Eye and Laser Center. BalinEye.com. Hey, it's 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be wet this morning and then clearing this afternoon with a high of 47. Tomorrow, a sunny with a high of 40. It's 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, you heard the announcement, uh, the uh, Loft Comedy Club getting a new home. Yeah, the short Westfield. Stop. Short Westfield. Well, it's going to be pretty damn cool. Dude, I'm excited. I need everybody right now to be like, all right, we're on board. We're getting our people together. We're getting our squad together. And uh, to to start uh, either, you know, the, the tickets for the Thursday shows are never online. You just Venmo me or you shoot a message with a number of people in your party and you'll get the reserve $20 price. So if people want to start doing that now. Uh, you can message either me directly on social media or the the Loft Comedy Club Facebook page. And uh, 99 Springfield Road in Westfield, yep, Route, Route 20. 20. Not uh, not uh, far from the Walmart. No. <laughs> so you could go and, and get yourself, uh, you know, all stocked up well, that's for the next thing. storm and see comedy the <laughs> yeah, same night. Yeah. There you go. That Walmart's one of the nicer ones as opposed to the one in Chicopee, which is literally one of the worst in the chain. Yeah, is that what you're doing? You're just moving locations to local so, Walmarts? So <laughs> yeah. We try to stay close, you know? Yeah, no, that's, listen, you got to go where the crowds are. When you're rolling out great deals like this, what's that called? Rollback? Or the price Rollback, roll this yeah. Watch yeah. out for falling price. Didn't I ever tell you about my, uh, my, sister, my sister and my brother-in-law? Like, they've been married for so long. Yeah, like, yeah. The marriage is just kind of like whatever. You know, yeah. Like, they're kind of roommates at this point okay. after 30-something years of marriage. And uh, he works at Walmart as a night manager. Oh. So. That's his retirement job. The guy was an executive accountant for years, and now he's the night manager at Walmart. Mm-hmm. So every time he leaves for work, she goes, watch out for falling prices. <laughs> not not goodbye. I love you. Yeah, yeah. Watch, out for, watch out for falling prices. Watch out for falling punchlines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need see Bax is coming up with all the, the punch lines we're gonna have with yeah. the uh, with and, the show and, stuff. And yet I have no material. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> you do though. Yeah, I need you to come out and do one of these Thursday shows. You have to. We no. will. Uh and maybe someday. Uh, in a moment of we, weakness or we can inebriation. Write jokes. It's another big thing, Bax. It's another big thing that's great about this place is the shortstop has tons of parking. So when you're inevitable fan base that wants to the demand to see you right uh, back on stage, you know, as you did during the open pantry thing, when your fans uh, come out, they'll be parking for well, you. Well, listen, if I do it, I will have you guys write a couple of jokes like you did at the uh, the comedy night at the, at Roar. Oh, that was all Nagel. I tried, and nothing I was writing was anything that you were going to say or be able to say, and then everything else that I reserved myself on was just unfunny. Yeah, but then but then when you heard those jokes, oh. you realized, oh, I probably could have. Oh, my God. And you would have yes. done them. 
Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. That was you and Nagel writing jokes for each other reminds me of the Michael Che Colin Joe's thing on Saturday Live. <laughs> it's so great. I, we Very can't even say the joke that Nagel wrote for you, the two jokes, but they were so great. They were well, classic. We, we tell one one of the jokes. Uh, can we tell that one? The weight loss one? Can we not tell that one? <laughs> The weight loss one? Yeah. I, 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 I'll, I'll just... Yeah, I'll, you just go ahead. Right, so right. I said, uh, you know, it was writing in Bax's view, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I would say, oh, yeah, I've been doing really well with this weight loss. Because, yeah, he's he's doing really well. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. looking Thank great you. over there. Svelte. And, uh, yeah, it was very svelte. Oh, you should see me. I'm a real piece of ass. <laughs> you know, between, and I said, between John O'Brien and Dave Coombs, he's down a, a 438 pounds. <laughs> That's a pretty significant weight loss in a couple of years. <laughs> no kidding. I only lost 71. Yeah, that really adds up. <laughs> it's 7.30. News is next to Rock 102. Wallace Springfield. Selling easy. Call now. 413-331-7100. That's 413-331-7100. Seven thirty-two, with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Freedom Credit Union. Freedom is yours. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, Mayor Tom Dom is apologizing. Whoa! Hey! Oh! oh. Hey! Who disrespected my streets? <laughs> Mayor Dom Dom says he is not satisfied with the cleanup after this weekend's storm. I'm sorry I haven't performed enough miracles fast enough for you people. <laughs> uh, Sarno apologized and said, quote, even though this was a difficult duration storm, we must and will do better. I've met with DPW Director Chris Signoli on post-review and clarification on our continued storm cleanup efforts. Any one of you sons of bitches out there <laughs> want to get your plows and start shoveling our streets, we will pay you with a right contract. Yeah. Uh, 22 News received several complaints in their newsroom of streets not being plowed more than 24 hours after the snow ended. Okay, come on. You got to realize that if you don't live on a main road... You ain't getting plowed out for a couple of days. No, that's been uh, that's been like a Springfield uh, policy forever. Uh, many complain of dangerous road conditions due to the lack of plowing and sanding. Uh, those living on University Street are especially frustrated. I called them up to plow. They never came. When they still hadn't come, I went to the DPW and talked to a gentleman there, and he says, I'll send a truck right over to do it, and that never happened. That's just somebody getting you. Lip you know service. What? Get out of my yeah, office. Yeah, get out of my office. Oh, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll get somebody right on that. Hey, I give uh, I give Mayor Dom Dom a lot of credit because they just had an election. Mm-hmm. Usually, once politicians get in, they're like, "Yeah, you guys aren't happy. Uh, you know, see you later." Yeah. You know, like they they, they don't care. Uh, you got to give that's proactive management to to literally just be fresh off an election and be like, "Hey, man, we got to do better." That's that shows proactive management. And then uh, does he does he say, "You know what? You got a complaint? You call the three one one call center." <laughs> And he holds up three Jeez. fingers. He goes three, and then he goes one, one. Yeah, with right. the middle finger. Yeah. Yeah, if anyone uh, is still experiencing storm-related issues, you're asked to call the 311 uh, call center at 736-31111. Yeah. No, I don't know. There's too many ones in there. There are going to be plenty of people that, won't, that, that still won't get the number. <laughs> Big news out of Northfield. A shivering possum that was stuck out in the snow oh. was rescued in Northfield on Monday. According to the Friends of the Northfield Police Department, what is that, like one guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The opossum was found outside with nowhere to go. An officer with the Regional Animal Control found the opossum as well as a warm home for it. Opossums are found throughout Massachusetts, except on Martha's Vineyard in Nantucket. They're known for playing possum when threatened, falling over and pretending to be dead for several hours. 
It's very married. <laughs> uh, Virginia possums are the only marsupial that is found in the United States. Marsupials are mammals that uh, use a porch, or I'm sorry, use a pouch to carry their young. Adult possums weigh four to eleven pounds and measure two to three feet in length, including a hairless, long tail. Opossums are. Uh, this is like all the d- details about opossums that nobody really cares about. What are you about. talking about? This is the most important. I'm surprised you didn't lead with this. Hey, guys. I almost did, actually. I, you, you know what this reminds me of? Uh, do you know uh, in your weather forecast ability, Steve, what the weather's going to be like on Friday? Uh, Friday? Yeah, is it going to be nice? Uh, cloudy with a high of 40. Well, uh, since I talked about the uh, my passion for meeting animals at a zoo, Lupa Zoo reached out to me and offered... For the three of us to go to the zoo and meet all the animals and take some videos and stuff like that. Oh, really? Stan, right. yeah, Stan, Stan yeah. over there. So he said, "Let me know next week." This is last week. He's like, "Just pick a day with good weather." And of course, this week we haven't had any good weather. But if Friday's nice or next week, and you guys are feeling like you're feeling a little froggy, mm-hmm. and you want to go meet some monkeys and some porcupines and some otters. Uh, well, you know what? Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday are looking sunny and nice next week. So, oh, all right. Well, uh, I can yeah. do it then. Do you guys, uh, you guys I have an interview to do uh, Friday afternoon, so that might oh, okay. be, uh, put me in a Oh, for the podcast? Sp- yes. Who you got? Spot. Who you interview? Uh, you're not allowed to say. Uh, I can say. Oh, I can say. Go ahead. Here he goes. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like an old married couple already. I'll be talking to Jim Scafish. He is the uh, he is the guy that started the uh, the new wave punk and avant garde music scene in Chicago. Oh, it's actually a fascinating story. I've talked to him before. It's a guy who's uh, lost access to his the masters of his first two records. It's taken him forty years to retrieve the rights to them, and he's just released re released his second album, which uh, IRS. Uh, told him you you can't release this uh, Why <laughs> because eight of the songs of the record were too offensive. Oh, really? It's actually a really interesting story. Yeah, that sounds great. But that'll yeah. be that'll be not next week, the week after. All right, so you're gonna do that. So you can't meet monkeys on Friday, but maybe next like uh, Tuesday or something. Yeah. Uh, do if, they have monkeys there? Dude, they have mo- they have a lot of monkeys. Really? They got monkeys. They have otters. I thought it was just alpacas and uh, llamas. No, no, bro. This isn't a petting zoo. It's a real legit zoo. They had giraffes up until a few years ago. Really? Yeah, they still have the giant giraffe house, which oh. I don't know what you're going to do with it. Found a new conspiracy theory. Giraffes are not real. Giraffes are real. No, very see, real. No, see, uh, there's this whole uh, there's this whole uh, genre of people uh, out there that uh, want <laughs> that want to say that giraffes are not real. Have they ever fed one? Because you used to be able to feed the one at Lupa Zoo. You'd walk up these stairs I, with a handful of I, feed, and they'd slobber all over your hand with these purple tongues. I fed one on one of those safari rides at Bush Gardens down in Tampa about <laughs> six or seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, this is, this is uh, they are real. Uh, I, I The birds are not real thing I get because they say they're drones, even though we know that they're not drones. There probably could be some bird drones. Who knows? But uh, what would the government do by making drone giraffes? It's not like a really inconspicuous animal to be spying on you. Hey, you can see over the buildings and the trees. Yeah, you're dealing drugs in a Walmart parking lot, and they're yeah. like, "Is that a giraffe over there?" Yeah, right, just, but what about uh, those? Cool. What about those two antenna things at the top of their head? <laughs> That's like a Wi-Fi, five G. See, I, I, yeah, I thought about that. Like, like they're like a an, the animal router of uh, the jungle. But I thought, you know, maybe, maybe just like uh, like the octopus or the squid. 
They're not actually of this earth, but put down here by UFOs. I believe in the octopus things. The, they're so smart and they're so weird looking. They got like nine brains. They can yeah. change uh, colors. They got those, and they're delicious grilled. <laughs> oh God! See, that's why another reason I couldn't eat octopus ever is because they said they have the intelligence of a fifth grader. So every time I see somebody be like, "We're doing fried octopus," I'm like, "You're frying up a fifth grader." It's terrible. I think you're taking a leap. And by the way, have you talked to a lot of fifth graders? They are delicious. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just they're tender, you know? They're not too uh, muscular, still a little fatty. Meat just falls right off the bone. All right. So. <laughs> Anywho. I, uh, <laughs> I've got some playoffs. <laughs> I've got a buddy. Uh, Yankee uh, Candles Parent Company plans to close its distribution facility in South Deerfield by the end of the year. A spokesperson for Newell Brands sent a statement saying that they plan to relocate operations to another company distribution center as part of their, quote, supply chain consolidation and optimization efforts. The closure will result in nearly 200 job losses. We are committed to supporting these employees through this time with comprehensive transition benefits and encouraging them to apply yeah. for open positions at other local yeah, facilities. Not committed enough to keep them here in Western Mass. Uh, We're employed, but, you know, committed enough. Yeah, that's frustrating. It was not immediately clear when the uh, timeline for layoffs was. Uh, it's tragic. I think we are already living through a rough economic times, and this area is affected by that. And to hear that it's going to get a lot worse for people is devastating. That was uh, one of the viewers from 22 News. Last year, Newell announced the closure of Yankee Candle corporate offices in South Deerfield, which were located adjacent to the distribution facility on Yankee Candle Way. Newell's flagship Yankee Candle Village store, manufacturing facility, and research lab will stay in the community. Well, how else are we supposed to make money off these people? You know, uh, I hope... This is a great thing. Now I think no more Yankee candles on it, but I think I'm going to get Kringle candles. Yeah, you got to support the kid. The kid is a good. Yeah, well. yeah my, I don't ever talk about it, but I might as well. My my cousin was uh, Michael Kittridge's best friend, my cousin Tim Griffin, the drummer that I was telling you. Used oh, yeah. To tour yeah. with uh, Joe Walsh and stuff. And uh, his son, uh, my cousin Timmy, who's uh, he's a cop at UMass, he is actually really, they're close with the family. He's like a big brother to the son. Uh, they say nothing but. Uh, great things about the kid. The kid's a really good kid, everything else, and they got that business, so hopefully uh, people make that just as successful as they made Yankee Candle. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. I mean, I like to, I like supporting a local business. I hate to see I hate to see something yeah. like a, like Yankee Candle downsize or... Yeah, you know, 200 people's jobs. A lot of jobs to lose. Yeah. It's really... So, but I want to know where they're moving it to. Like, if you're talking, oh, we're just going to move it because of our supply chain, does that mean China? Does that mean somewhere else, like another country that you're not going to... Yeah. I'll tell you my guess, my guess, and maybe we'll find out, is it's going to do what everything else happened in our youth here, is the jobs... It was a funny chain over the last 40 years. Jobs in the Northeast were always good-paying jobs that people could make a livable wage. Then people in the South were like, we can do it cheaper, and the jobs that go to the South... And then eventually the people in Mexico were like, we can do it cheaper than the South. And then they went to Mexico. And then the Chinese were like, we can do it cheaper than Mexico. It's just a big battle of uh, who can do everything cheaper. Who can do it uh, cheaper but, than what you were running it for. Yeah, but you can't do a distribution center in China. You got to do it stateside, right? I mean, you're just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you should. Right. But if you're not, then you're just screwing the pooch on all the people that work here. Yeah. You know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, there was a story that came out a couple of days ago. That Yankee Candle fully moves into a uh, warehouse in Hatfield. 
is that, I mean, are we talking South Deerfield, the Hatfield? Are we talking about something totally different? I don't know. These companies, they just release small bits of information, leaving leaving even the employees hanging about what they're going to be doing. Yeah. So uh, they're a corporation. They're just like any other corporation out there. Everybody's expendable. Trying to save money, save a dime. That was a, did you ever work uh, for a big, like a big, big conglomerate company, like a Forge 100? That was my favorite thing, how you always knew you are getting hosed when they said, we got to do the right thing for the shareholder. You used to hear the shareholder a lot. And every time you heard shareholder, you knew mm-hmm. it wasn't going to go your way. Well, you know, there's a lot of shareholders out there that are struggling uh, to make ends meet. You know, they're selling like pencils out of cans on the side <laughs> of roads, and pushing carts full of tin cans. Yeah. That's all they can do. You know, what's, what's, how, how did you fall into this... Uh, into this uh, tough spot in life, I'm a shareholder at a Fortune five Fortune five hundred company. Uh, listen, <laughs> do you read the annual reports that come out for our company? Well, sure, you, because you get you're a shareholder. I'm sure. Of right? course, I am. Yeah. So uh, those you ever read those? Uh, I get to like uh, I look at the 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 corporate salaries first. Yeah. Then I close the book <laughs> yeah. and I don't look at it again because yeah, I'm usually so nauseated by it. If you read any further, there's like there's clauses. There's always something in there that says. If by chance this company goes belly up, mm-hmm. uh, all of these guys will be taken care of, like golden, oh, the parachute, golden parachute, yeah, golden yeah. parachutes for all the ones that drove the company into the ground. Yeah, they will get rewarded while yeah. everybody else gets uh, uh, out the, of the job. You remember in two thousand eight when the banking collapsed and everything, and uh, they bailed out Wall Street, yeah. and then literally yeah. all yeah. the people they bailed out took golden parachutes, and they're like, "Hey." That's not why we're giving you public money. They're like, well, we got to do it to keep to retain these people. You should see the thing of gold that we're ready to get <laughs> yeah, right. by the end of this. You're uh, Pioneer Valley. <laughs> Fort- yeah, wait, there's no gold here. There's none. None. Uh, I, I don't want to say anything that would, you know. No. Uh, no. I can't, you can't say what you want to say. Uh, the closest thing we got to valuable metals is a Judas Priest record <laughs> sitting in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, or the, the heart of gold from Neil Young. That's what we have. That's yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the rain is tapering off. Uh, should be clear by this afternoon with a high of 46. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It is 46 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm... Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock. It's 7.52 in Tom Petty. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, wet this morning, and then that's going to taper off the rain. And uh, going to see some flash flooding throughout the area. There's already some puddles uh, piling up out there because of the runoff after the snow. And all these uh, storm drains are plugged up. So just be careful when you're driving. Uh, high of 46 today. It is 46 right now in downtown Springfield. If uh, you've been listening this morning, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, how can this show get any better? Uh, tomorrow is Thunderbird Thursday with Bax and Nagel, your chance to win a bunch of stuff for Saturday's game mm-hmm. with the uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds, including uh, you know, the tickets on the uh, on the glass, uh, hats, koozies, stickers, uh, uh, and all kinds of other great stuff. That's tomorrow, Thunderbird Thursday here on Rock 102. Oh, I think we got a letter! Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, we get letters. We get letters every day. Mail, 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 man, mail today. I'll reach out and I'm Oh, letters. Oh, we get letters. Let's try to not as to say. Oh, boy. Mailman. Ding dong. Mail today. All right. Welcome back to the Wacky 102 Morning Show. Here we go. 
We got a letter. We got a letter. Uh, this guy this guy has written in, like, every couple of months he'll write in about some gripe that he has with the show. Okay. He didn't like, uh, he didn't like Dad Joke David back uh, when we were doing that uh, Radio Purgatory show we were part of. Uh, sure, right. <laughs> and, uh, radio Purgatory? Yeah, he didn't like that. Yeah. He would always, like, complain and, you know, whatever. And he says, hey, here, here he is again. You ready? I don't know who this new guy is, but his stumbling, bumbling, terrible jokes have wasted so much airtime with his ums and ahs, I actually look forward to commercial breaks. <laughs> he makes back sound like Richard Pryor. Well, you should see the mud bone material I'm working on. <laughs> you should see the crack pipe that he just lit up in the back room, Dax just, Yeah, he just lit his hair on fire. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. He seems like a nice guy, but just having the face for radio should not be the only qualification. Bring <laughs> back- oh, that is hurtful. Bring back Dave. Oh. Uh, <laughs> survey says? Survey <laughs> Sign Dave. This is my buddy, by the way. <laughs> my buddy? Yeah, yeah. Is well, this, sir. this must be the buddy into pregnant chicks. I yeah, that's, that's, that's the, probably yeah, the one. Yeah. Well, sir, um, uh, go F your... No, I... That's not funny. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, listen, uh, fair, fair critique, buddy. <laughs> I don't know how new I am, though. We've been doing this uh, for about a what? year. But, but to say, I don't know who this new guy is, and to proclaim yourself as a listener of the show, no, you I'm really sure. don't listen that much because you would have known that uh, Marty comes on here and hawks a $20 comedy show each and every week. Then This week at the Shortstop Bar Grill at, in Westfield. I'm excited. Yeah. New location. Yeah. See, yeah, this so. is all, all very exciting. So now if this guy is having a, a real problem and would prefer to uh, play, uh, listen to commercials, we'll uh, we'll accommodate that, too. You know the only hurtful thing? The only hurtful thing about the whole thing is a face for radio. Well, you, can, you we all do. I mean, I mean yeah. Not, but, you got a you know, face for comedy. But I don't need to hear. Bax has kind of like movie star good looks. You know, you know what I mean? You know, compl- you know how many uh, insults I've heard over the years? It's like, yeah, who yeah, cares? Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait, hurtful, wait a minute. Steve. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is this about uh, good looks uh, over here? I want to hear more about this. <laughs> you're a good-looking guy. You're a good-looking guy, Bax. You're, you're a good-looking guy. It's one of my. It's one of my things that uh, is funny. Sometimes, uh, a couple times, people have said, "Are you Bax?" And I'm like, "No, no, that's a different uh, piercing blue eyes guy with an actual nice face." Um, but I will say to this guy, uh, I appreciate your critique, sir, and I yeah. would like to invite you this Thursday to yeah. the Shortstop Bar and Grill. Twenty dollars <laughs> yeah. advance, twenty-five at the door. Get yourself a nice meal. Come out and tell me what you think of me. Wait, to you know my what? Face. You know what? I'll buy the ticket for this guy. That I will buy the ticket for this guy if he wants to show up and uh, and, and and enjoy a comedy. And, here, and here's what I'll do: I'll be staring lovingly into a mirror all day long. <laughs> I will do better. I will invite him if you'd like to come up on stage and and just roast me. No. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, 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 he's more of a critique guy. I don't think he's a. Uh, He's if he's a real guy, yeah. you know, and these are the kinds of guys that can dish it out, but Lord knows they couldn't take it. Well, I I don't even have to roast him back, you know. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, I don't. Do we think he's a real guy, or do we think he's? He might uh, be a real guy. He might, or he might be uh, working for other people. <laughs> you, you, never you never know. You never know. Real guy? Uh, or do yeah. You think I don't know. I don't know what's maybe going on. maybe it's just a nom de plume he's using. Yeah, or he'll just make an excuse. Oh, I can't make it Thursday. I. Uh, I got some stuff to do. Yeah, you know, I, I got. Uh, What's a nom de plume? It's, it's a it's a, like a pen name. Oh, yeah, that? a good nom looks, de plume. Good looks and he's sophisticated. Oh yeah, I speak the <laughs> language of love. He just picked up a couple of fancy words when he was going to that Marquette University. <laughs> hey, I heard that name before. <laughs> nom de plume. The, the Marquette has had a lot of great notable alumni. Tommy Boy, for example. Yeah. Huh? Mm, Chris Farley was yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, 
Actor Donna Michi was a Marquette graduate. Well, I, I'm on but that. Former Providence Mayor Buddy Cianci was also a proud alumni. People love that guy they in Providence. They him, unless you were the guy that got hit in the face with a lit fire log by Buddy, <laughs> Buddy Cianci. They reelected you know, him after that. What did I see? Somebody sent me this the other day about, speaking of alumni and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was about Westfield State, Ooh. and they were looking, and... My friend sent me this. She goes, "Oh, you should you should really look into this. We're currently looking for alumni with an interest in getting hired or being featured in an upcoming event. They're looking for uh, DJs and things like that." And I go, uh, "Musicians, photographers, DJs, and artists. Yes, this is their way to say, oh, we'll come feature you, and we don't have to pay you any money uh, to, to, uh, to come yeah. and be a part of this alumni. They will pay you in exposures." Yeah, yeah, we'll get you exposure. Yeah, oh, and yeah, if and if you and if you email us. We'll be sure to badge you every six months for more <laughs> alumni donations. Yeah, yeah. I I don't get that. They 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 asked me to be part of this like digital yearbook last year, well, and, sounds... and and the guy's like, oh, "Can I interview you?" You know, it was one of these. Yeah. They basically hired an intern as a, a college student intern to be on the alumni association to to conduct these interviews. So the guy's like asking me about my career and all this other stuff, and he's like, "Wow, I had no idea." You know, like, yeah, this guy. And then uh, he's like, "Well, if you if you want a copy of this, it's three hundred and fifty dollars." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, right. see you later." Uh, no, that's thank their you. Move. That's I, their I, move. I said before that if uh, Osama bin Laden had gone to Marquette, the Alumni Association <laughs> would have found him after only three days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're in a cave in Afghanistan. <laughs> we knew you, you were there the whole time. Me? Yeah. How do you find me here? <laughs> 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 It's 7.59, Rock 102. Concerts. And a very experienced mechanic. Ryan Imported Car Repair in downtown Northampton. The following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. It's 8.03 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. The Pioneer Valley forecast is brought to you by Noonan Energy. Reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing. Noonan.com. It's going to be mostly cloudy today with the possibility of some localized flooding from yesterday's heavy rains, a high of 46 tonight, some clouds, low of 31 for tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high of 42. It's already 45 degrees right now in downtown Springfield and sports. The Celtics back home tonight, just a day after Jalen Brown's 40 point performance the other night uh, and their loss to Indiana tonight. They'll face the Minnesota Timberwolves at seven Miami heat have given head coach Eric Spolstra an eight year contract extension worth $120 million. It is the biggest contract in North American coaching history. Speaking of coaching, the Tennessee Titans have released former Patriots linebacker Mike Vrabel as their head coach, despite being the 2021 NFL Coach of the Year, leading many to speculate he could be a potential consideration to replace Bill Belichick in Foxborough. Bruins lost their second straight last night, losing to Arizona 4-3. to They'll continue their road trip tonight, uh, tomorrow night rather, in Las Vegas at 10 Springfield Thunderbirds on the road tonight against the Bridgeport uh, Islanders at 7, and the UMass Minutemen are back at home tonight against LaSalle. We'll have more with Marty, talk about some other stuff too. We got my view from the couch next to Rock 102. When you crave top notch catering, you crave North. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 813 and Blue Oyster Cult. 
Bax and Nagel, and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. It is a uh, it is a mess out there uh, weather-wise. I mean, there's lots of flooding going on throughout the area. People are waking up to uh, flooded basements and things of the like. So uh, you're dealing with that, and it's going to be a high of 45 today. Matter of fact, that's what it is right now is 45 in downtown Springfield. Anywho. Anyhow. Uh, you know, I've had a long history of hitting my head on things. <laughs> You we, have injured your coconut a couple of times like, over the years. Like many times. Like, I feel like I'm Tommy Boy sometimes. Like, oh, that's going to leave a mark. You know, that, that kind of thing. And uh, for years, uh, you know, we, uh, when my wife was around, we, we had their kitchen redone. And then there was this cabinet that was now above the trash can, which no matter how many times I knew the thing was there, I would still hit it without fail anytime leaning over, dropping something in the trash, and boom, hit right on the corner of the uh, the cabinet. Yeah. Do it all the time. Now, the human head is basically <laughs> a like a sponge for blood, right? Yeah. I mean, it just, there's a lot of blood flowing in that uh, yeah. in that little dome of yours. Back in the uh, beginning of December, I fell uh, I fell backwards off a step stool and hit my head on the kitchen countertop. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then uh, less than a month later, I'm at uh, I'm at a friend's house, uh, Mike Ostrowski from the uh, from the Ara Credit Union, right? Yeah. He invites me over. He's got some other people there. And uh, we go downstairs. He's got a, he's got a he's got a bar in his house. He got a bar downstairs in his house. And he but he but it's an old house. It's a really old house, right? And he and the ceilings aren't that high. So he says when he's taking me downstairs, watch your head on this bulkhead right here. You yeah. know, this the this bar right here. Well, Mike's a tall guy. He's a very tall guy. He's taller than he's you. T- yeah. Much taller than me, right? Yeah. But he's a guy that knows he needs to duck every once in a while. I would think so. He owns the house. And I'm fairly tall. I'm not that tall, but I'm fairly tall, and uh, I should know the same rules. I should know to yeah. duck my head. I mean, the owner of the house says, watch your head. Right. You know, Are you following upon him you to watch your head. What's that? Are you following him into the basement at this time? No, I followed him the first time, okay. and he said, watch your head, right? And then, uh, <laughs> so I go upstairs. I start uh, fraternizing with the rest of the, uh, the party goers. Yeah. Get myself some uh, delicious uh, gumbo, by the way. A gumbo. Yeah, he made a gumbo. Made a gumbo. Man, a man makes his own gumbo is an okay guy by me. You yeah. ever think a finance guy would make a good gumbo, but he does. Can you imagine that? I believe it. I believe it. You know? Yeah, he seems to be a... a, a he ain't a just cooking up... J- jack of all trades. He Mike. ain't just cooking up good rates on CDs over there. He's cooking up jambalaya. <laughs> gumbo. It was, it was jambalaya. Jambalaya. It was, whatever it was. It was, it was. it was a Cajun dish. It was delicious. Anyway, I go downstairs. After... Uh, had hearing him say, watch your head, I did not watch my head, and I banged it up against the side of the uh, the bulkhead. Now, it wasn't like one of these smack. It was basically just a scrape. And then you saw me uh, the weekend after, and I had this giant scab on my head. Actually, you, kind of, yeah. you were kind of deceptive. You wore a hat that first day back, yeah. and I didn't even know that. And then by the time Tuesday rolls around, you show yeah. me this... Yeah, this scab, which the is about scab. the which is about the size of a footstool. Yeah, I mean yeah. it was it was ridiculously well, big, but it didn't hurt. It wasn't one of those like I bumped my head. I should really go to the hospital to get a concussion checked out because it wasn't like that. It was basically just a scrape. And the problem is when you scrape the top of your bald head like that. Yeah. You got all those, uh, you got all those little, uh, what they call it, capillaries up there in the in the head, and that just starts gushing. So, as I scrape my head, I'm like, oh, that's smart. 
and then I go and start talking to a group of people, and then one guy goes, oh, my God, your head's bleeding. <laughs> He's head, head wound Harry. Head wound Harry at the, at the party. And there was this uh, this lovely woman there who was uh, who announced herself as a as a PA, and she goes, oh, I'm a PA down, you know, down in Portuguese Hartford. American? Yes, very much so. Yeah, well, very you know, good with cuts. Mike, Mike, Mike only uh, <laughs> surrounds himself with the finest Portuguese. Well, you're in Ludlow. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so this this uh, this woman, she she like kind of nurses me and 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 cleans up the wound. And, All right. You know, we put a you know put a little uh, stopper on that thing uh, to 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 make it stop bleeding. And then uh, I made a joke. I was like, oh, I sh- "Who's your home insurance uh, uh, carrier?" <laughs> yeah. All right. And then I think that kind of worried him a little bit. He's in like finance, I, of course it did. Well, like I'm one of those. I'm not. A, first of all, I'm not a litigious person. No, I don't. Uh, listen, if I do something that's my own fault, I do not blame the person who already gave me the warning. Of all the adjectives I think of when I think of you, litigious is not one. No, of them, Steve. no. Uh, <laughs> uh, what other word would you describe me as? Uh, vacuous. Vacuous. Very <laughs> vacuous. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not the kind of guy that say you know I'm like uh, I'm not gonna I'm not Sue Happy I'm not I'm not a guy that's gonna do that. Wait, can we? Can, I'm sorry. Can we go back to just doing a, the Reutschberg test there, where uh, Bax just comes up with adjectives as this word association? <laughs> that's really fun. What other word would you describe? <laughs> obtuse. Obtuse. I love being it's great obtuse. for the yeah. head and everything. Ver- very the... obtuse. Sorry, go ahead, please. So, so, uh, so, so, Mike, uh, he reaches out to me yesterday and he says, "Hey, I left you a package at the radio station. Uh, I feel so bad about your injury. Okay, that uh, he has a, a. It was a bag full of gifts. Oh, nice. Which is oh, very nice. Yeah, you always want to see a. You know." You know, president of a credit union. Oh, a president of a credit union has brought me a gift. I wonder what that could be. Yeah, so what did Mr. Drysdale well, give you? I'm thinking frankincense and myrrh and, you know, all <laughs> yeah. that other good stuff that's uh, very yeah, valuable. You put some uh, yeah. myrrh on that, you're going yeah. to so feel I, right better. I opened this bag this morning and uh, op- open in order. One through nine, right? <laughs> right. So the first one is a, uh, it's a gash cleaner, which is just a toothbrush. Okay. Right? All right. Uh, number two is a tape measure to measure the gash. Okay. On the thing. <laughs> number right. three is a uh, is a paper clip uh, surgical clamp, okay. which is really just a paper clip. Uh, number four is a surgical scalpel, which is just a wine opener. Okay. And then uh, a bottle of hair gel for number five, which is uh, which is really just hand sanitizer. On there. Okay. Okay. Four so more. Moving on to this one, number six. Is that number six? Yeah, number six. This is to wipe up my tears. Okay, a little from the uh, napkins. Uh, here's a replacement bandage, custom cut to size, and it's a very tiny little band-aid because okay. he didn't think it was that big. Uh, number eight is antiseptic with lemon, which is basically just a smearing off with a <laughs> with, with a touch of lemon in there. And then uh, number nine is the, a little blue pill to keep your spirits up. Oh, nice. Uh, which is basically just a Tylenol colored with blue marker. Oh, I see. It's yeah. not exactly Which I believe diamond. is how Pfizer does it when they package <laughs> the thing. Well, you didn't put enough blue on that, uh, that pill. I, I was going to say, if you took the last one, that might yeah. get some of the blood away from your head and uh, stop some bleeding next time. Yeah. Well, the only thing that, uh, that I, I thought of after opening all of these items was I really should have sued the crap out of <laughs> yeah, no insurance policy. 
That's what that what? bag says on it in the wrapping paper. It says, please don't sue me. Yeah, please don't sue me. Please don't uh, Please don't take this away from me. But uh, but I guess it's a nice gesture. Well, you know what you did when, when I was uh, filling in for Bax? Uh, Bax, he comes in one morning and he goes, oh, man. I hurt my head last night. I fell off the ladder, skimmed up the back of my head. He goes, Can you take a look at it and tell me what uh, what it looks like? Pull your phone out and uh, take a picture of it. He takes his hat off. I'm like, whoa! As soon as I got done projectile vomiting, I was like, I don't know if you really want to see that, Steve. My yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, that's disgusting. You look like Mikhail Gorbachev with the, uh, <laughs> with the, with the port wine <laughs> yeah, uh, thing on What it. happened to your head? I got hit by moose and then squirt. He's <laughs> gone. He's gone. But I was like, how long did it take this guy to put this together? My CDs matured before this guy could even put this whole gift together in here. That's the kind of time you have when you're leading a financial institution. <laughs> Very important financial stuff going on Hold here. I have, to put a, I have to put a bag of nine gifts together. <laughs> well, at least you'll have a well, clean gash. That's, 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 that's what really matters. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> it's 8.22 in Rock 102. Springfield. The Yard Tavern has everything you need for a great time, including all the screens you need to catch your favorite sports and a menu of amazing food to keep the dropping temps at bay. And don't worry, the fun runs all week long with 50 beers on tap, happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 till 6, and Sunday happy hour from noon till 4. When temps drop in New England, warm yourself up at the Yard Tavern in Enfield. It's uh, just about 826 with Bax and Nangle on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be rainy this morning, and then that's going to taper off in a high of uh, 47. It is 47 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, you heard the announcement earlier. Uh, the Loft Comedy Club has uh, found a new home. You'll be uh, doing the first the first so Thursday excited. night show tomorrow night is going to be at the shortstop in Westfield. I'm I'll, so excited. Go I'll ahead. be there. You're gonna, you're gonna I'm come. Gonna, I'm gonna do a spot. I'm well, do a now quick spot. people have heard it. Nagel's gonna be there. You gotta come. Well, I gotta, I gotta prep myself for the uh, the big show I'm doing the following week at the Yelks Club in Westfield as well. Yeah, you're almost sold out on that, huh? You got 30 tickets left. <sighs> yeah. That's huge. That's great. Well, listen, I I, I tell you, since we announced it uh, an hour ago, uh, both Nagel and I have received people messaging saying, "Oh my God, this is closer to me now. I can't wait to come out." So ex- I'm really, really excited. Uh, I hope that all the listeners, I need all the listeners. I don't ask for a lot from uh, people, but I need them all to turn out for the, uh, for this Thursday show. I need to make it a success, a smashing success. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Plus, you got some uh, other great uh, great shows coming up, too. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point. I mean, that's why I'm so excited about uh, moving to this location. Not only... Uh, you got a be- bigger room. You got... Uh, bigger room. It's, it's accessible. So if the Hawkman wants to roll out to a show, he can... Uh, table service is going to be the biggest change. You know, having people get their uh, drinks right at the table, not having to get up and go to a bar and walk downstairs or doing that. Um, it's, and even if you did have to get up and get yourself a drink, it's right there. That's so the thing. The bar, right they're going to have the mobile yeah. bar right there. So um, really excited. And it's the same deal uh, this Thursday. It's uh, 20 bucks in advance if you reserve through the Facebook page or by uh, messaging me. Uh, with your name and the number of people in your party, you'll get the twenty dollars price at the door. Uh, or if uh, if you don't, um, you can just Venmo uh, the code on the Venmo poster with uh, your name and the amount of people, obviously, and you'll already be on the list when you show up. Very cool. All right, that's yeah. awesome. Excited. It's uh, eight twenty-eight. We got news next on Rock One Hundred Two. Our world is full of emergencies. Sounds like the kind of career you've been looking for. Contact Riverside at four one three five two seven two seven one one. That's 413-527-2711. 
or email your resume to info at rsi.org. 831 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. The Lord said to Noah, there's gonna be a floody, floody. That's uh, that was my little. Uh, it's good. It is. You it like is. it? Yeah, it kind of it, it brings like a I don't know, like a, like a like a like a Sunday mass. Yes. And uh, a natural disaster well, together at the same time. Well, there's a natural disaster happening all over Western Massachusetts this morning as uh, rain continues to fall in certain areas. Uh, we're seeing some flooding from all the storm drains that are clogged up from all the ice and snow that fell the other day. <laughs> Heavy rainfall has uh, caused flooding problems at one Hanbin County school. Westfield Public School officials said yeah, Wednesday they are experiencing significant flooding in several hallways, the main office area, and conference room of the Southampton Road School. As a result, Southampton Road is closed for at least today. We'll see what happens uh, after that. How psyched are those kids, huh? <sighs> Dude, uh, you know how much damage happens from water? Like... You know, you really, uh, that's like one of those things that you can't let kids go back in because of mold issues and all these other things. So hopefully they get that cleaned up pretty quick. Guys, you know, normally I would say, ah, what do I care? It's in Westfield. But I have a newfound affinity for Westfield. Yeah, and it's like I, a new home. It's a new home. And I am uh, I am really uh, hurt right now about uh, all this going on at Southampton Road School. And I hope those people really, uh, to alleviate their stress, Decide to come out tomorrow night. <laughs> he's, not, he's, he's not there for 10 minutes. He's already kissing their ass. Listen to this. Well, he's Hope good. they come out tomorrow night for uh, $20, dinner and above. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it's a new location. It's it is. the shortstop and over in Westfield. And you're going to be there. No, um, so what about uh, what about the puddles that Bax was talking about? You were saying you should just, you were, you were advising to just drive through them, and Bax is saying uh, probably not. Yeah, I get so I get to this big giant puddle on Homestead Avenue this morning, yeah, yeah. right, right in Holyoke, right, right before you get to uh, the the Amazon Distribution Center, okay. coming from like the HCC area. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you get down. There's I think there's an apple farm there, uh, right on the side. Oh, I know where that. Oh, yeah. so you're going the back roads, kind of. Yeah, that's how I, I come over the mountain uh, huh. through Montgomery, and I uh, come all the way down past Seven Bs and coming up around two hundred two. But anyway, you get down to this uh, thing, and there's this big giant puddle there, and uh, I see another car go through it, and I'm like, I'm gunning it, bro. And I did. I yeah. gunned it, bro. And did you make it, bro? Yeah. I did make it, bro. Right, bro. Yeah, it was awesome, awesome bro. bro. Yeah, bro. You bro. didn't. Uh, you didn't get like uh, like covered with water. You didn't like uh, you know, bottom out, bro. My buddy who used to go surfing on the Connecticut River in the poo <laughs> had nothing on me going through this puddle. That minivan, bro, can go through like. Bro, All minivan, minivan, vastly underrated, bro. Well, I say, I say, just gun it through the uh, the puddle. I know, listen. If you're gonna go down, you might as well go down in in good fashion. Bruh, I saw this great <laughs> documentary of this car that could uh, you know float on water and then fly in the air and also drive around, and uh, it was a remarkable thing. And the people that would drive it would sing songs, and uh, you know their kids would sit in the back. It was uh, quite a great documentary, bro. What a, what a, give me other details about this documentary because I'm not. Uh, well, the the driver would have been Dick Van Dyke, and uh, let's see, bro, that reference way older than me, bro. 
No yeah. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? You guys don't remember Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Bro, oh, man. Don't even know what you're saying, look bro. At, look at you. Wow. I'm I sorry. just dated myself <laughs> by a thousand years. I feel I feel like I've fossilized right in front of you. Bro, par- party in Nagel's minivan after, bro. It's like, like uh, it's like a party on wheels, bro. Bax's View from the Couch now sponsored by Wingate. <laughs> I want to be in Wingate. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. We're yeah. bringing, that'd be a great thing, combining a frat house with an assisted living facility. <laughs> hey, you like activities? Go see Stacy at the activities desk. <laughs> She's got P-knuckle and everything else for you. you know, we should Only do at your local Wingate. You know, we should probably do a contest. You know, maybe not now, but maybe like in 2,468 days. <laughs> Of uh, you know, to take bids for like local, uh, you know, assisted living centers to have me as a resident, bruh, yeah. bruh, that'd be perfect. You go to you go to uh, my the one my dad's out there in uh, Agua, uh-huh, uh huh, right, Cardinal Drive. Those yeah. people, they're really uh, really nice. Uh, but it's memory care, so I go there to visit my dad, and the people that are there just walk up to me and just say random stuff to me. It's like this guy came up the last time. He goes, just so you know, the code. It's five six seven three four two one. And then he walked away. How did he remember that? Well, then I looked at his door. <laughs> I looked at his door, and it had like a news article what his career was. Yeah, he was a successful business owner. In I won't say the town actually because I don't want anyone to figure it out. And I was like, you know, I should just stop by that business because it still exists and punch that code in and <laughs> and see what happens. And see what happens. Did it yeah. work? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Maybe you like, like you have the access to the yeah. uh, to the secret recipe, but I think that would be a good move for you. Go to assisted living for memory care, even though your mental faculties will be great, because you'll you'll run that place. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and I, if, if, but we got to act soon. Yeah, <laughs> act now. A uh, Townsend woman face. Uh, this is Massachusetts. Did you know that there's a town Townsend town, Mass Townsend Mass. She faces uh, three charges after a scammer posing as a soap opera star convinced her to quote get rid of her husband. What? 64-year-old Roxanne Doucette is charged with several charges after authorities say she fed her husband poison soup at the urging, at the urging of a scammer posing as Thorsten K. of The Bold and the Beautiful. Oh, that was a good show, though. What <laughs> She's charged with intimidation of a witness, police or court official, resisting arrest, and assault and battery on a police officer. Uh, you have to get rid of your husband, honey. I need you to do. So, I need you so much. Red text sent by the scammer to Doucette, according to screenshots shared by Doucette's daughter with police. In an interview with Townsend uh, police officer Michael Marchand, Doucette said she thought she was talking to a star, a real life star. <laughs> she stated that she was talking to a star and that she had always wanted to meet a star. Marchand's uh, mm. report uh, states. The incident report by Martian began when air police called Townsend police on December 3rd about a woman, Doucette's daughter, who believed her mother had poisoned her father. Uh, Doucette's daughter was at Nashuba Valley Medical Center and told authorities she believed her mother had poisoned her father based on text messages she found on her mother's phone. The daughter took screenshots of the text messages and shared them with police. After being urged to get rid of her husband, Doucette responded with, She's making an amazing soup, special potion. He will be hungry when he gets back. Just enough for him, says in the court filing. A couple hours later, she told the scammer, Hubby got back not feeling well. Maybe I can collect life insurance. What? Yeah. Honey, when will that be, said the scammer. Don't know, Doucette responded. At 5.11 that day, Doucette called 911 for her husband, and police responded for a 73-year-old man with a cardiac history who was breathing but unresponsive. Doucette said he was dizzy and sitting in a chair, mumbling and not making sense. 
the husband was brought to the hospital. When the husband uh, regained consciousness, the daughter asked what happened. He told her Doucette made him soup and that it tasted bitter. A toxicology report at the hospital came back negative, according to the police report. Martian's uh, police report state this had to be this had the potential to be an attempted homicide investigation, and that Mass State Police were contacted. A trooper declined to take the case. Doucette was brought into another room at the hospital, and she began to explain she would never harm her husband in every way, and she loves him very much. Except for these text messages where I said I was going to poison his soup. Yeah, except for the rancid soup. She's, I, what? I would just wonder after she did it if she expected it, to, like if she was living in a soap opera and she expected it to be like, and just cut away. Yeah. Commercials, yeah, but then her husband comes back many years ago after having <laughs> life saving plastic surgery. They wrote him back in, they wrote him back in. I like it. She stated that she loves her children and she hopes her daughter doesn't think she put him in the hospital. The police report stated Doucette's husband had recently been the victim of a scam and lost about eight thousand dollars to this scammer. When Martian attempted to seize Doucette's phone and tablet, she reportedly kicked at the officer with a boot and hit his groin. Oh, a shot to the boys. Ooh. If Someone from a soap opera contacted you or you, yeah, and uh, you know wanted to have you pay for something, you know, in large chunks of money over the course of many years. It wouldn't be bold and the beautiful. I can tell you that right now. (laughs) It'd be like you know Deidre Hall if she wanted money. I'd write her a check today. I was just thinking that if Deidre Hall wanted me to send her all the money in my bank account, I would hand it right over to her. Yes, I don't know who Deidre Hall is, you guys, but I'll tell you. She was possessed by the devil. She needs the money. She what? was married to Roman Brady for yeah. a while. What? Which one is that? The Young and the Restless? Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you guys, I wouldn't pay money because I'm not an idiot. Plus, I have all my money tied up with this Nigerian prince who's about to send me $50 million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet he is. Is, yeah, that like, he is. is that the same guy that's going to expand and enlarge the size <laughs> yeah. of your penis? It is, actually. <laughs> I, uh, I, um, we actually interviewed Deidre Hall, and I told her... <laughs> What? This was a mistake. <laughs> this was a big mistake. Um, <laughs> because years ago, uh, as a young boy, probably in my early teenage years, yeah. I uh, was home from school one day, and uh, oh god, uh, you have to you have to understand how how this worked in my house. Your my mother, mother had, ju- had just thrown away all her glamour magazines. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, my, my mother, and the National Geographic. My mother. I became a fan of Days of Our Lives because of the sole fact that my mother was never home to watch it. Okay, so we had to record it on the VCR, and it was back in those days where you had to watch whatever you were taping. There wasn't like today where you can DVR something. You can DVR right, twenty right. different programs. It was one program, and you had to watch it. It was more for people who left the house. Sure. And then would come back and watch it. But I would have to sit there and watch. And, uh, well, it was a snow day. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> the mood had struck. And uh, Marlena Evans was looking fine that day. Oh, God. Yeah. Super like- fine. And uh, the mood struck, and I, uh, you know, proceeded to uh, put a blanket over me. And, uh, you know. <laughs> Oh, you made a blanket for it? That's not not until I hear this the voice of my brother coming from afar going, having fun under there. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, so 
I, uh, I obviously was embarrassed and you know yeah. all that stuff, and then denied it like that was good. Like I wasn't like, doing anything. I wasn't doing anything <laughs> under the blanket. But get away from You're me! You're a loser, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Get so away then, from me! So then that became the ongoing joke at all the family. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, Steve's uh, 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 being Roman Brady over old, there. Uh, yeah, old blanket party, Steve. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, please tell me that when so, you interviewed her. Yes, I, I, so I bring it up oh, to no, her. Oh, no, you did not. <laughs> oh, and the response was not, it wasn't a very warm welcome no, response. No. It, was actually, it was actually a response where you could almost hear the vomit in the back yeah. of her throat. She was like, who, why did I go on a radio tour today? Yeah. Why now, am I doing this? Now, Marty, just very quickly, yeah. I, I, I've uh, done a quick uh, Google image yeah. search. Yeah. So if you want to look at what yeah, the Deidre Hall you, looks you, like. You, you've seen her. I bet you, you know, you're going to know exactly who she is uh, when you see her. She was on... Uh, I'll be right back. I have to get my... Yeah, plate. exactly. Yeah, Thank yeah, you very yeah, much. Yeah, we're all on board. And you board. know what? She used to be... Uh, she used to be... She was on Our House. Remember with uh, Wilford Brimley and... Uh, Diabetes? Wilford Brimley? Yeah. The, remember Shannon Doherty and, and um, uh, Deidre Hall and Wilford Brimley were on this show called Our House. Ah. And it was like every every segment of the show had a different piece of the house that they would fill in. I would judge you, but I remember watching our house and having a little blanket party myself. Yeah, I don't know this. One, I didn't have the blanket party then. Oh, I did. Because Wilfred Brimley was super hot. That was more when I when I became <laughs> more mature. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, and 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 in that maturity, you told her about this right to her face yeah. uh, about Deidre Hall. Well, oh, you her. have to. Well, I, I, mean, I, 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 I would have uh, I would have kept it to myself. <laughs> so there was an option there. There yeah. was an option. Yeah. There. Yeah, kind of, kind of like when we, we interviewed uh, Joyce DeWitt many years ago and yeah. I I didn't say the kind of things I thought about Joyce DeWitt back in the late 70s, early 80s. <laughs> well, you know what they say, never meet your heroes, M-E-A-T. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I've, uh, I've meted you before. I mean, you were literally... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. <laughs> It wasn't the sand slipping through your fingers. No, no, no. Oh, no, you add sand to make okay. it feel like you're at the beach. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> hey, a listen, uh, along goes with the, along, you want to feel like you're at the beach, a tube of skin so soft and some play sand really help drive the experience home. <laughs> That's like going after yourself with a belt sand. Yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> why? Well, you just touch it up, buff it out some scratches. Ooh, ooh you're at the beach today. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, surf's up. Yeah. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is eventually going to clear up, but uh, there is some flash flooding throughout the area to be worried about. Uh, high of 46. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It is 46 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Your Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 in Pearl Jam with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be uh, eventually clearing up this morning throughout the Pioneer Valley and leaving a big wet mess in its uh, path uh, is uh, is drier skies today with a high of 46 tomorrow sunny with a high of 40 it's 46 right now in downtown springfield spate of uh tomorrow uh it'll be a thunderbird thursday we'll have tickets to see uh, a thunderbird game on saturday plus you go in all the other great stuff uh uh, you know the tickets on the by the glass, uh, the hats, the koozies, the stickers, the uh, the what have yous. Ooh, yeah. 
Uh, that's uh, tomorrow. Also, sometime this week, we'll be talking to uh, comedian Paul Mercurio. It's been a while since we've had him on. He's yeah. great. Yeah, he's always a good, uh, good, fantastic. Yep, yeah. awesome. So that's uh, that's still yet to come this week. And he's one of those guys that gets it. The comedian that uh, he just he does <clears throat> shtick. He does shtick, and he doesn't care if you. Uh, he wants to. He wants to get his material out there. He wants you to come see the show. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's fine. And he's yeah. uh, where's he going to be? Uh, he is going to be in Boston somewhere. I uh, I don't have the thing in front of me, but he's yeah. going to be in Boston. But he always likes to come on the show and uh, and promote whatever he's doing here. And he's a pretty funny guy. Awesome. He's, he's a real. I, we we did a uh, my buddy of ours got married and we were at the wedding together. Uh, Paul was at my table. Yeah. And uh, nothing more fun than being trapped at a wedding with a comedian who used to do warm up for the Daily Show. And the and the Letterman, he used to do yeah. Letterman too, and he I think he, I believe he does Stephen Colbert still. All I did was yeah. just follow him around while he made me laugh for an hour straight, yeah. pointing out everything that was absurd at the wedding. He's got this uh, <laughs> good, that great story we had him on last time about Paul McCartney about meeting Paul McCartney. And yeah, having him on his was, podcast, it was like starstruck and everything. So we'll, we'll talk to him uh, tomorrow, and uh, think, you know, can I we just go back? I, well, yeah. first of all. Let's promote the fact that you got this new ah, you guys uh, want a new location. club, new location. Super Little- excited! Can't can't excited that you're going to be there. Uh, yeah. We we have for those listening, we have uh, moved locations to a better space. Uh, we have uh, more seats. Uh, it's uh, accessible, handicap accessible, and. Um, Table service, so you can actually get drinks right at your table during the show. And it is at the Shortstop Bar and Grill on Route 20 over in Westfield. Very, yeah. very excited, and excited to work with Nabil and his family, uh, the Hanusha. They're they're fantastic people. Uh huh. Um, and we're we're pretty excited. He seems pretty excited about this. So we got uh, weekend shows that'll be coming online. We've already put up uh, Voss for sale, Kurt Metzger, Jim Florentine, and. Uh, Louis J. Gomez. So. Kurt, Kurt Metzger is one of the funniest comedians I've ever seen. And he, I saw him like 20 years ago practicing at uh, this, I think it was Gotham Comedy Club yeah. in, in the village uh, in New York. And uh, what a, it was him and Dave Attell was there. They yeah. were all just there like working at workshop and their stuff, which was awesome. Wow. And uh, it, was, it was a pretty good night. But that he, was like a regular night in New York for them. He, yeah, and he's in that, he's in that level like a David Tell level, like when you go out and see him, the jokes are just so good that you're just sitting there like, who even thought of that? You know, he's a yeah. comics comic, you know? Yeah. That's great. So excited. So. Yeah. Awesome. Um, one of the other things I wanted to mention, you know, we were talking about uh, the scammers, people who scam other oh, yeah, people, yeah. and uh, I got caught up with my whole Deidre Hall, uh, lust, <laughs> lust for Deidre Hall <laughs> yeah, uh, story <laughs> that, I was, that I had uh, shared with you. Uh, but there was, going back to the scamming part, I... I can't I can't say who, but I know a person whose husband You got a buddy? I got, got a buddy. buddy. <laughs> who uh, who who got uh who who clearly got caught uh being scammed by one of these catfishing gals. Oh god. And uh it was one of these things where at the end he had sent her quite a bit of money. Oh my god. Found out. But the name of the person that he was being catfished by should have been a dead giveaway. What was the name? Ruth Sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at this guy and I go, are you serious? Like, you got scammed by a woman named Ruth Sprinkles, who's probably not even a woman. It's probably some old guy. Because the, 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 the guys was, she's from Arkansas. 
But she needs help. Mm. Oh, yeah. So at first, the you know how like even at like a degenerate gambler, like yeah. how much they tell you they didn't lose? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I only lost a couple of hundred bucks. It's not a big deal. I win so much, though. So I at first, <laughs> it was like, well, how much did this uh, the, the Miss Sprinkles scam you for? <laughs> And uh, first it was like three hundred dollars. Oh my god! Okay. Come to find out, yeah, eight grand. Oh, Same. Jesus. That's what eight thousand dollars to a woman named Ruth Sprinkles. Oh my god! That's not even a good. Statement. No, it's, it's, it's too not. bad there weren't any red flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, like Jeez. I'm never gonna see you. I'm never gonna meet you. I'm gonna. But please keep sending me hundreds of dollars every week. <laughs> that is a category, you know. Uh, uh, as these people have the fetish stuff, it's yeah. called uh, financial dominance or something like that. Yeah. And it's women that are basically insult guys and ask them to give them money. Okay, as long as you're getting something out of that. I mean, what are you getting out of it besides insulted and giving out money? Well, is there any uh, exchange of, uh, of um, goods? You know what I mean? Like, uh, nope. No trade? Nope. No? It's just right. insulting. Unless, listen, unless you're getting something from it, right. what's the point? Right, right. You know, you're just doing this because you're trying to help somebody? Yeah. I mean, you could just save that money and just watch your old VCR tapes at DJ Hall. <laughs> and, and That's folks, cheaper. These folks are not from this part of the country. What's, <laughs> what's that cost you? What's that cost you? Some play sand? Some <laughs> play sand? <laughs> and some and skin, skin so soft. Skin so soft. Skin so soft. Some need something. It also repels mosquitoes. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> it's 858 with Bax and Dangle and Rock 102.